1: Learn more at Marines.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile.
0: Shut
1: up, and sit down. Hey guys, I'm Sai, and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. On the channel, we've got interviews, podcast series, and content on a variety of subjects, including mental health, football, serial killers films and tv conspiracy theories writing music and more all our shows are available in video format at youtube.com slash ace podcast nation or audio at all the usual uh podcasting platforms uh so today's show something a little bit different uh instead of the usual format this is episode two in our uh new series unscripted and uncensored We had the first show with uh, Roderick Giggs, which came out last week or two weeks ago when this goes out. Uh, And basically, we just get some talking points, subjects and questions sent in by uh, people on Twitter, Facebook and all our social media sites. And uh, we just talk. So it could uh, could be a lot of fun, could go off the rails real quick, uh, which is, you know, that adds to the fun and uh, makes it all the more entertainment. Entertaining, as uh, my friend said, he's just looking forward to watching me squirm as I talk about things which I said I wasn't going to talk about on the podcast. Uh, so, my guest today is former MMA fighter. He's fought in a whole host of different companies, including the UFC. Former champion and founder of VT Jiu Jitsu, uh, Mr. Lee, I just I just asked you how to pronounce your surname, and my mind's gone blank. Uh, it's Mr. Lee. Remedios? Uh, yeah, you got it. I literally asked you like 20 seconds ago, and then when I went into all my spiel, I just went, because I've been saying it a different way all day, so there <laughs> we go. Um, thank you for coming on, Lee, anyway, how
0: are you, mate? No worries, thanks for having me. Um, I'm a little bit tired, I've just done a judo competition, um, and I had, had to cut some wait for it, not a lot, but... Uh, I've had to diet down, so um, I'm a little bit drained at the moment. But I'm okay. Thanks for asking.
1: No, no, ask, good. Um, I think that's one of the. I tell you what, we'll get into it now because weight cutting is one of the things uh, which I've got on my long list of subjects which people sent in. Uh, okay. So yeah, we're in the in the hands of the people now. So uh, <laughs> could be good, could be bad, could be mayhem. We'll see how it goes. I no idea uh, what they
0: are, right? So let's just.
1: Yeah, no. Like, I've just got a list. Just literally got a list of stuff. Right. Some of them are questions. Some of them are subjects. Okay. No editing. No sentences. Could pretty much say what you want. Anything goes. Okay. Okay. Um. So one thing I did do is when I would get them all together from the different posts, is um I've kind of put them into pretty much the like so they're in. They're all together, so we're not getting from one MMA question, then going through a load of other stuff, and then going back to MMA. Because um, yep. I know, like, obviously, when I'd spoken to our mutual friend, or Reed who does the conspiracy theory shows and the serial killer shows with me, he had sort of said you've done so many MMA interviews and podcasts that maybe you don't want to talk about
0: MMA for, a, for an hour. Yeah, well, I mean, and more for you as well. I've done quite a few uh, MMA podcasts and interviews. Um, it, yours yours wouldn't stand out then, right? You'd be well. I've already spoken about this stuff, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, of
0: course. I'd uh, so Be interested in hearing.
1: So, um, yeah. So the okay. So first, first subject: Conor McGregor. Um, okay. where do you where do you stand on Conor McGregor in terms of like all time to start with? Do you think he's one of the best ever?
0: Do you think he's overhyped? Right. So we're talking as a fighter, right, at this point? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think he's fantastic. As a fighter, I think he's really, really good. He's obviously very athletic. He's got phenomenal timing and power and accuracy. Um, and his grappling is a lot better than people think. I think when you watch guy. Um, he he knows his stuff. He's very hard to take down. Um, he's competed in the uh, European No Gi Championships for Jiu Jitsu, and he's and he and he didn't look out of place. You know, um, I think I think he's a really really talented fighter. Um, to win titles in two divisions in the UFC, um, that, that's pretty rare, right? Yeah, you got to, I think you've got to
1: have a certain level of talent and ability to do that. Um, I think. When he was coming up, sort of up to maybe the Aldo fight, I feel like he was hungry then and he wanted it. He just wanted it more than anyone because he had come from being on sort of benefits or social security in Ireland and being completely skint and his missus supporting him so that he could train to be an MMA fighter and then obviously going through cage warriors and then into the UFC. I do feel a bit like since the Mayweather fight where, you know, I think at the end of the day, like you'll be able to tell me more so, getting punched in the face every day training and getting punched in the face is not fun and kicked and whatever. It's not fun. And if you've just been paid $100 million or 100 million quid, I think it's going to take... A certain level of motivation to get back into fighting again after that? Because, especially for him, it seems like, you know, he's obviously passionate about MMA, but he wanted to be the best ever and he wanted to break records and he wanted to make money along the way doing it. And I feel like since the Mayweather fight, he hasn't quite been the same. Would you say that's fair to say?
0: Um, You could be right, and I'm not going to disagree with you, but... Since with a fight, who's he fought? He, he 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 came back and he had he had a fight um, against uh, um, Habib, right? I mean, and Habib Habib was fantastic. Uh, Habib, in my opinion, is is really is one of the best ever. Um, so Conor had two years out of MMA, came back in, jumped straight in against Habib. I mean, okay, yeah, he looked he looked he looked less than stellar. I mean that it really is to be expected. I, I, yeah, do you think? I mean. Do you think he, he worried? Fight,
1: do you think he worried a bit too much about? And, and I know that's easy to say because Khabib is unbeaten and he just mauls everyone. But I almost felt like he didn't do the things that had got him to the dance. Like his counterpunching wasn't as sharp, and his his move he wasn't as light on his feet. And I don't know whether he just, when I watched, because I watched it back again, I think it was last week. And he didn't, all the things that you'd come to sort of expect from him in every fight, like those sharp counter punches and just the timing of the counter punches as well, where as his opponents moving in to do, you know, to go for the clinch or the grapple, he was very precise in his counter punches. And uh, I felt like he was, it, was, it seemed, on the second watch, almost as if he perhaps was so concerned about being taken to the ground that he yeah. didn't, play, didn't play
0: his normal game, if you like. Well, I mean, it's easy for you and I to sit back in our, in our it's been armpits. it easier for me to say That's it was ridiculous. never fought as well, but... Well, I mean, I haven't done MMA for a, for a few years and certainly not fought anyone at Connors' level. Um, what you're saying is what his coach, John Kavanagh, said. I, I, I mean, I, I'm friends with John Kavanagh, so um, I don't want to try and say anything that's going to make him feel or look bad. Because um, I like the guy. Genuinely, like, like we are mates. Um, and I don't think I would be, really, um, if I said... If, if I, I, I mean, because I, I can just repeat what John said. John said that they did focus probably too much on, on defence rather than offence. They, they were defending too much in camp um, against the takedown, against Habib grappling. Rather than working on Connor being offensive, um, so yeah, what what you say is the same thing that, that they they themselves identified. So I think there's probably something in that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and yeah, to, to look at him, he was waiting to be shot in on. He wasn't look. He, you, you're exactly right. He didn't go out there. He, he he didn't stalk Habib down like he does. He goes out and he stalks his opponents, and then he starts punching the shit out of him. Oh, am I allowed to say that? Yeah, yeah, crack on. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. Whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and he. he he punches the shit out of people, right? Um, he hits really hard, and he he didn't he didn't even try to do that against Khabib. So yeah, I mean that's what it would appear to me. It's, what, it's how it appears to you, and it's what John Kavanaugh himself has said. Um, it's also what um, uh, Connor has confirmed as well. So it's probably the case.
1: Yeah, and I think one of the things I was most looking forward to from that fight was seeing if Khabib could take Connor's left hand. Because he, you know, he's he's steamed through the majority of the roster. Sometimes in you know one or two punches. Yeah. Um. like one and no one's really, really done that to be where they've sort of put him under a great deal of pressure. There's been in the like the odd one, like Al uh, Al Quinta put him under a bit of pressure for a while. But I mean, no one really has sort of being able to turn the screws on it, which, you know, says a lot about his ability, I guess.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, like, Habib, Habib has that rare ability to, to, be able to shoot at distance. He can take you down from halfway across the cage, which is crazy, right? Um, so people don't get to set their feet. They don't get to, to move. They don't get to, to get their angles. They don't get to try to, and, and get ready to land these big shots because they're, they're on the back foot. If they, if, they, if they plant their feet to throw, then they're getting punched or, or taken down, right? Um, if, 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 they, if they try and, and dance around him, he pins him against a fence and takes him down anyway. So he's a very, very difficult guy to hit simply because his wrestling offense is so fantastic.
1: Yeah, oh, without a doubt. I'm uh, looking forward to his next fight as well. I think it's going to be a, a really big test for him. But again, same with him and McConnor now, have had such a big break. Do you, oh, that's what I was going to ask you. Do you feel that he should have had almost like a tune-up fight before he faced
0: Khabib? I'm sure he would have liked to have done, or I'm sure his coach would have liked, to, liked him to have done, but not always an option, really, I think. You know, when, you, when, you, when you're that big a name, and you're that big a superstar, and you've just won the title, then, you, you know, like, and, and in incredible fashion, you know, he beat Eddie Alvarez, who I really, really rate. I think Eddie, Eddie's fantastic. And Conor beat him, like, like, he beat him badly, right? I mean, he just yeah. beat him up. Beat, he just beat him down. Um, and then he's so he's won the title. Then he goes and fights um, um, the best boxer in the world, um, and does all right. You know, yeah. So he, yeah, he lost, but he he did all right. He can't come back and fight a number a number eight or nine on, on, on rankings. You know, I mean, he's Conor McGregor. He sells a lot of tickets. People want to come to see him in big, exciting fights. You know, um, he's got to, he's really got to come back in against a top guy, and it's always going to be tough.
1: Yeah, and I think the other thing is as well, is in any fighting game is you can lose any fight if you're not switched on. As yeah. we saw with uh, Andy Joshua recently, no one expected him to lose that fight, and he's now not unbeaten anymore. And if McGregor had gone in, looking to Khabib, but taken out what he saw as a tuna fight and wasn't on his game, he could have Got caught or whatever, and yeah, it ruins the, uh, the big pay per view fight, the grudge match a bit. Then doesn't it take the edge off it?
0: Certainly, yeah. Well, I think with as, as well, though, I mean, it's, it's on Connor that that's happened though, because he's his personality, um, is, is so big that that's what he only ever wants to shoot for the, for the top, right? Um, yeah. and so where I said he probably would have loved a tune up fight, yeah, I, I mean, probably his coach would have preferred him to have a tune up fight. I expect Connor was probably eager to jump back right in back at the top because that's the sort of guy that he seems to be. I, mean, I, don't, know, I don't know him, but he, he seems to want to, to have a title fight immediately when, when he started fighting in the UFC. He kept pushing and pushing, chasing Aldo down. Um, he just wants to fight the best guys. He, he wants to fight the best guys in the world, and you've got to respect that. Um, but he's, he's not ducking anyone, and he will fight everyone. He'll fight the best guys he can fight. Um, but the uh, flip side to that is, you know, if you have a little bit of time out, you, you don't get a chance to have those tune up fights. Yeah, and I think, I, I think with, like, again, I'm not an
1: MMA fighter. I've never trained, never did anything like that. But, like, to me, it does more so than boxing because there's so many different tools and aspects to it. Is if you have a prolonged amount of time out of it, the game changes. There's someone like um, Idris, uh, I, Israel Addisana <laughs> Butchered that name, um, and people like that who changed the game again. Yeah. Um, there's always, you know, it's always moving on, isn't it? And I think two years or whatever it was without fighting, and I think it's probably going to be over that now. If he fights again, it's a long time. Do you think he'll fight again? Ah, uh, the, prob- on- the problem I think is he would. I think he wants to fight Khabib again. Yeah, and I think most people, whether it's Dana White or fans or pundits or other fighters, or I think most people think he should have to fight someone else first to, try yeah. to win because he was mean, beaten soundly.
0: The bigger issue may be his legal issues that he's got coming up. Yeah, which I don't want to. I don't want to shit talk the guy because I don't know him, and you know. Um, Everyone's innocent until proven guilty, right? But he's got some pre- pretty serious stuff coming up, I think. So. Yeah, I mean,
1: and I think, you know,
0: it's... That's more a factor.
1: Yeah, because you just don't know. There's no way to, you know, there's no way to predict what, what, you know, what's going to happen with that sort of thing. No. Because, you know, you just don't know. Because, you, you know, if nothing sort of comes of it, then he could be fighting and...
0: Six months. Yeah, if something does come for it, he could never fight again. So I think. Yeah, yeah it's difficult. Quite, I, in, my, in my mind, that's a bigger issue. You know, I mean, I, I don't want to start w- w- talking about stuff that's not really my place to talk about. Yeah, you yeah. Know? but it, but it's out there. You know, I mean, it's in the, it's in the public domain now. Um, and mm. you know, he, you know, he's got some, uh, some pretty serious um allegations against him. You know, so um, he, he's he, he probably got to manage. You know, whether it's right or wrong, whether it's fair or not, he's probably got to deal with those before much happens, I would have thought.
1: Hmm. Um, I always... I'd like to see him fight um, Donald Cerrone, I would. I think that would be an
0: incredible bit of a, that plan. a bad fight. Yeah, that's right. Um, so... <clears> I <throat> I think, judging by his last fight, Donald's... And I hate to say this because I think he's great as well... Um, he looks like, you know, father time's catching up with him a little bit. Yeah. Um, and against someone like Connor, if Connor's still sharp, and you 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 can't you can't be half a beat behind, you know. Um, you no. you, you, you 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 get your cock cleaned. Um, well, that said, if Cerrone's on form, he looks amazing. You know. Um, so that and it could be a great great fight. You're right.
1: Yeah, up until that last fight, Cerrone had been on a bit of a you know a bit of a streak, and he was seemed like he was, you know, he's always been game. And, uh, you know, he'll go, like, punch for punch with anyone. But after a bit of a rough spell, he, he seemed to have got a bit of a streak going. And he was yeah. looking sharp. And then that last fight, he just, like you say, he just looked a bit slower. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, not as sharp.
0: I mean, um, may, maybe, he, maybe he had a bad weight cut or something. I don't know. He, he didn't look himself. He did look a bit slower. And you can't. You, and maybe it's wrong to to make the assumption, but you you kind of start to think straight away. He's been in the game a long time, you know. Is it catching up with him? You know, uh, maybe maybe not. Maybe maybe it was something else. Because you're right. Before that, he had a he had a really nice streak going. He was looking fantastic. So, you know, I mean, I don't know. It, you know, uh, I think. But I agree with you that a prime Cerrone versus a prime Connor would be a great fight. Do
1: you think with people like Cerrone who have got that style where they'll? You know, they've had fights where they'll literally go, like, punch for punch or, like, and it almost becomes just a back and forth of strikes. That's got to take its toll over the years, you know, and you've been doing it for as long as he has just been hit in the face and the head repeatedly.
0: Yeah, so, um, I mean, it kind of leads on to another topic that I got asked to bring up, but I don't know if it's been mentioned to you. Um, from Gary Turner, who's talking about head, head contact and head trauma.
1: Uh, is that the one who said about the head trauma with kids?
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
1: that's on my list. I'm, quite I'm It's not something that I know a great deal about, but I'm interested in.
0: Well, me either, so. to be honest. Um, Gary was, was going to send me some information um, before, so I could prep for this. Because um, he, 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 he said that he'd mentioned it, right? So I didn't know if it was going to come up. Um, but, I mean, but it's a point to to discuss but i'm not a doctor and i don't know a lot about it other than yes i agree with you that a lot of head trauma is not going to be good for you i mean that that's obvious i mean yeah. you, don't, you don't need to be a doctor to know that that being being booted around the chops a lot of times you know um going to take takes take its toll on you um i think you'd probably be surprised at how much how little damage Soroni has taken over his career though of course <laughs> he's been in a lot of fights he t- he gets hit a lot and you're right. It looks like he's taking a good beating, but he moves really well. And the subtleties—you'll see. Of course, you know, I don't—I don't, I don't want to downplay it because he—he he, he has had some big shots. He has taken some big shots, um, but maybe not as many as you might think. Like the little head movements, um, you, you know, the yeah. angles, you know, the feints, the distancing—it can really take the sting off a shot. You know, much more than you might think. So, and 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 he and he's really good at that. You know, if you watch him, you want his head's always moving. You know, his feet are always moving a little bit, just enough to, you know, to take the take the edge off the shots that he's eating.
1: Yeah, I think um, he's what I call a a bleeder as well. Is that sometimes he can get caught with a like a like a point of an elbow or something, and look, he will bleed look, quite heavily without yeah. it actually being, you know, as bad as perhaps it looks. Easy for me to say, man. Um, so. Just finishing on Conor McGregor, I was going to ask, I, when I was like, looking up some stuff about you and where you'd fought and stuff, I, um, did I see you fought uh, John Kavanaugh?
0: Yeah, yeah. Back when? John and I fought, uh, was it 2001 maybe? Maybe beginning
1: 2002?
0: Yeah. Yeah, a long time I mean, we're old men now. But yeah, yeah, we, we did fight yeah, back in the day, almost two decades ago.
1: Okay, so that moves me on to my next, uh, the next one of the questions. I wish I'd kept, when I was trying to copy and paste them all, because it was all from like four or five posts and retweets and stuff, I wish I'd kept the people who'd sent them, but I haven't. So okay. I apologize to all the people who did send them, because we had loads of, loads of rare stuff. So the next one was, uh, someone asked, did you get nervous
0: before fights? Yeah, really bad as well. Um, not so much near the end of my, my career, um, but near the beginning, really, really badly. And... I've never been afraid of my opponent. I've never looked at a guy and thought, "Oh, you know, he's going to smash my face in." I'm not afraid of anyone. Um, but I'm not a performer. I'm not. I'm not an actor. You know, I don't go on stage. That's not my thing. I just want to fight. You know, um, I didn't. Uh, my first ever one. I went out there and this I think there was probably about 500 people there um, in a warehouse, and they're all around the ring, and they're all cheering for you or booing for you or whatever, right? But all their eyes are on you. And I'm like, geez, what's, what's what's going on here? You know, um, and I had like a stage fright, and I, and it's, it's something that I never really, really ever enjoyed, you know, we're having a crowd there, um, Gee. and and re- and when you lose an MMA, then it goes on on your record, right? So that's um quite a big factor for you. Like you go out, there, and it's on your mind the whole time, like I've got to win, I've got to win, you know, I I want, I want to build build my record. I don't want to destroy it, um, yeah, and that, you know. There's a lot of pressure on you from a lot of things that people don't always think about. Um, and nowadays, MMA seems quite glamorous and and um, uh, mainstream, but when I was doing it, a lot of it was illegal. It was underground. You know, I, I, fought, I fought in a lot of bare knuckle under, underground matches, um, and it wasn't because I wanted to be... Famous? I think I didn't want to be famous. I didn't. I, I didn't want my face on the TV or anything, you know. And, and it wasn't right. I mean, I was doing it because I wanted to fight. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So I got. I, I got very nervous of um the event, but never of the actual fight itself. i was never afraid to fight one. If that? Was.
1: Yeah, I think as well. Like I played um like football and cricket, which I know I realise there's nowhere near the like fighting, but like I played it up until like a teenager to a pretty high standard and no matter how many i know i played thousands of games at all different levels and it was like a week you know a weekly thing of playing a few times a week playing with the same people but every time you'd have like a big game or a big match or whatever that's sitting in the changing rooms just waiting and the team talking and you've got butterflies because I don't know, there's no no way to explain it, because you've done it a million times, and you know what's coming, and like you say, you're not worried necessarily about the fight, so I wasn't worried about the game coming up, I knew what my job was, and I knew that I was capable of doing it,
0: It it's just the the butterflies, Yeah, and And I think... and that's not different to me like i, I know you say all oh, mine's different cuz mma but it's not because i wasn't afraid of the fight so that wasn't a factor it was mm-hmm. the the performance it could have been any any event it could be any sport that i was doing um so it's it's the same thing that that you got is the same thing that i got right that's was, i wasn't i wasn't afraid of being beaten up i mean I got, I got beaten up a few times you know don't get me wrong um but that was that is, isn't what what i was afraid of um it was yeah. the same thing you're afraid it's of you know fight yeah. aspect to it yeah. Yeah, yeah it was it was, it was the, the performance right um I will say I've noticed a huge advantage for um, people that competed in other combat sports when they were younger, switching to MMA. They had an advantage over me. I think the people that did a lot of judo or a lot of wrestling or maybe a lot of boxing or kickboxing because they, they dealt nerves a lot more than me. Um, whereas my, only, my real um, competition experience was MMA. I, I did some other little bits before that, but mainly it was MMA. Um, so I was just kind of thrown in with no prior experience of competition. And I think that was probably a disadvantage. Um, and now, I, when my guys compete, I get them to do some jujitsu matches first, get to do some competitions where it's no record, doesn't really matter if you win or lose. Nice to win, but if you don't, no problem. You get them out there competing so they get used to competing. And realising that you can't feel 100% all the time. And you know, If you don't feel great on match day, it's not necessarily the end of the world. All that sort of stuff that comes up. right? You know, rather than, the day happens, you feel it a little... The first uh, time. Yeah, oh, I need to go to the toilet all the time. And then that starts playing on your mind you know, you got some butterflies, oh, I feel a bit sick, and, you know, so just, that sort of experience, just getting used to all of that is really important, I think. And you can do that before you start competing, especially in MMA. Yeah,
1: so, yeah, because you you fought in the, I'm trying to go off the top of my head now, which is always lethal, UFC 38, wasn't it, in um, Royal Arbor Hall, Yeah. which, like, that must have been massive, because that was the first one in the UK, wasn't it? That was the first UFC event in the UK. Yeah, I, I was
0: terrified. Um, and backstage, D- Dana White took me aside and he said, Look, you know, it's clear there's, there's something some wrong with you. You know, you're really, really nervous. And I said, I said no, 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 I'm, I'm going to fight. Don't worry. I'm, I'm here to fight. I'm going to fight. He's like, Good, good, good. He goes, But, you know, just remember, it's just like any other fight. And he was trying to give me some words, you know, just to calm me down because it was clear that I was, like, I was pacing. I was really nervous because you mm-hmm. look out there, Royal Albert Hall full of people. I wasn't worried about fighting Genki Sudo. I mean, yeah, yeah, good. I wasn't afraid of him, but five thousand people filling the Royal Albert Hall, right? That's that. Well, how many were there, right? That—that's what I didn't like. You know, I'm I'm looking out through the curtain. Like, Jesus, there's a lot of people here, <laughs> right? You know, um, yeah, and I think it's uh, as an Englishman as well. Like
1: Royal Albert Hall's got a lot of history as well, isn't it? So, yeah. like, and um, because it was the first UFC in the UK, and because I I was. When I was again when I was looking up some of the stuff about you, it was um you I came across an interview which you did, I think it was with the Guardian or the Independent or someone who you'd done in the week prior, like okay. in the builder, and they were asking you about all like the political side of it, like um, you know, should it be banned and and like I would assume and that's not the sort of thing you wanna want be focused on in the week before. In terms of when they're asking you questions, you'd rather talk about like the actual fight
0: you're going to have and this, that and the Uh, other. In the week before, I don't want to talk about anything, (laughs) you know. um, Yeah. You know, I I just want to focus and or just maybe not focus. I want to try and relax because all all the training's all done. I just want to kind of, you know, put it out of my head and not worry too much. So, I mean, it was part of it, right? But but, I mean, but that was something that was relatively new to me at the time was all all the media attention. Because as I said... The fights I'd done had been kind of like um, low level, low key, um, not always above board, um, and yeah. so to have all the media, like the mainstream media, you know, like 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 these um, uh, uh, high high street newspapers um, interviewing you, it's kind of crazy. You know, I, I was on I was on um, I can't remember I was, I was on one radio channel or two radio channels. Did some, did some interviews, with, like some high profile ones. I don't know if it was BBC. I can't remember, but. That, that that was kind of strange as well. Like, everyone else was making a much bigger deal of it than I wanted it to be. You know, um, yeah. I, just, I just wanted to fight.
1: Yeah, but I suppose at that point, like, the UFC in this country didn't have the best re- reputation because they'd only just sort of started bringing in the weight classes and the rules, and it had been a bit more brutal. Um so there was this, you had all the politicians, and you still get them a little bit now. Sometimes I hear them on like talk sport going on about if there's like a bad knockout on a Saturday in the UFC, they'll be, they'll be in there on the Monday, talk sport,
0: saying oh, I should be banned and it's brutal and it's this, yeah. that, and well, the other. That's the thing. Like, so I, I had like, like the Sun newspaper trying to interview me, but they didn't interview me before. And, 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 they'd, and they'd, they'd written some, a, load, a load of like just nonsense about MMA right, in, in the past, and then they're trying to interview me, again, I've got nothing to say to you, I, I don't get anything out of it from speaking to you, you're not going to pay me, right, and I couldn't give a shit about, about being respected by your newspaper or by your readers, right, you piss off, you, 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 you guys are so two-faced, you, you, you've totally slated my, my sport, the sport I'm, I'm passionate about, and now, now you want to do an interview with me, right, and then they're saying, oh, you know, but, you, but, but where do, you know, this is your chance to, to put your version across and put it... I know that you're going to misquote me. I mean, that's what you do. Yeah. Right? You're oh, no big, yeah. in big you bunch of idiots, right? So yeah, um, that, that that you know that that was something that, that was going on as well.
1: Yeah, I, I got very very little respect for the Sun uh, newspaper. To be fair, poor, poor, I um, It's just yeah, I I didn't even want to speak about it, and that's how they I got so little respect for him. This it. just yeah. So next question was. Um, What is more satisfying,
0: KO or or submission? Um, Right. So in competitive MMA, I only have one TKO win. Um, My other other stoppage is by submission, Um, mainly by submission. Um, So I I haven't knocked anyone out really in MMA. I've got one TKO win, um, and that's it. Outside of that, like in the gym, you know, like, you know I've, um, it's, it's happened, but um kind of keep it behind closed doors, you know because mean um, it's ha- it accidentally happens in training, and that's definitely not a satisfying thing. oh hang on, i banged out my training partner all <laughs> um but so I'm probably not not the best person to, to 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 give an answer for this one, but I would say probably a submission um, the reason being is um and I'm not going to say that knocking someone out doesn't take skill because of course it does right i'm I being able to do it right so i mean um, obviously, uh, obviously, I'm lacking there somewhere, um, but I think having someone tap leaves it completely out of the question. Now, of course, if someone's not tapped out of the question, Of course, right? but sometimes a, a KO on the record might have actually been a TKO. Maybe it's an early stoppage. Maybe the guy protested it, right? And maybe he's wrong to protest it. Maybe it was clear, you know, but if someone taps, there is no question. It's done. They've, they've acknowledged that, you, that, that you're the winner. Um, so that, and that's why I would always hunt the submission if I could.
1: Yeah, I guess you can be lucky with a KO as well, can't you? you? Could catch someone sort of a bit jamily I know that's easy again for me to say, and like it does take a tremendous amount of skill to be able to knock you know a professional fighter out. But you can get the odd uh, kind of lucky, like a lucky shock, and you are like a puncher's oh. chance. I guess is what you'd say.
0: So some people say that there's no such thing as a lucky punch. you intended to throw it, you intended it to land, and it landed right mm-hmm. uh, so I understand that point of view, but by definition, there is such thing as a lucky punch like is it a rare opportunity is it if you if you threw that punch ten times, would it have landed ten times? No, it would have landed one time well then it then it by definition it's lucky right because it was a rare event that worked out in your favor um yeah. so yes, punches can be lucky but um and it sounds cliche but it but Factually, this is—I um, mean, by definition, it's true. The more you train, the luckier you'll get. And I, and I say, I know that sounds like a cheesy line. People say, "Oh, you know, um, the, the more I train, the luckier I get." But that's true. I do the more you train, the more accurate you get, the better your timing becomes, and the more likely you are to land the punches or the techniques that you're trying to get off. So yeah, uh, it, the, the, all of sports is, is uh, statistic-based, really. You know, um, you're, you're playing—you're playing a game of chance but you stack the odds in your favour in every game, right? Um, and if, you, if you're much better than your opponent, then the odds are stacked heavily in your favour, right? Um, so you're going to be a lot, lot luckier than your opponent is most of the time, right? Um, so, yes, you I definitely see what you're saying. You could get a lucky punch, you could land a shot and knock someone out when ordinarily it wouldn't have happened, whereas that's a lot less likely with a, with a submission. Um, but I still think that, but knocking someone out does take a tremendous amount of skill, really, or yeah. natural talent. I guess if you've got, if you're, if you're like Lee Murray and you're, you're gifted with the ability to to put people into orbit with every punch, right? Then, yeah. um, you know. But even I know Lee Lee trained a lot too, right? You know, to be able to pull that off on, on good MMA fighters, you've got to train really, really hard. So, I think it may be kind of taking something away from from guys that can that win by knockout to say that they're getting a bit lucky. I know know you didn't say that. I know you. I know you didn't. Yeah, absolutely. So um, that's my thoughts on lucky punches as well. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's cool. um, So this one was sent in on Twitter, and uh, they wanted to know was Danny Batten really injured? (laughs) So before you answer that, maybe fill in the the people why they're asking that. Um, Because I came across it earlier. Why? But go on. I'll let you explain it.
0: Okay, so years ago, I was supposed to fight Danny Batten. Um, he was really, really good. He I mean, probably still is. You know, I mean, he's, a, he's now black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, and he was a good striker at the time as well. So um, he's, a, he's a very good fighter. Um, and he'd beaten a lot of guys, um, a lot of good guys. Um, and I, and I, I, I was quite a well-known guy at the time um, fighting. Um, I was ranked quite high. We both ranked quite high. Um, and we were due to fight each other. Um, and it'd been a bit of back and forth whether it's whether it going to happen or not, because different promotions were saying, well, we want to host it. And then other ones were saying, no, we want to host it. We finally got it agreed that we were going to fight on cage rage. Um, after a lot of back and forth, not really between me and Danny. Um, Danny has always been cool with me. Um, so I don't want to say anything bad about him, but it was on the cage warriors forum um, on their internet forum. Um, and he had this guy, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to give him a shout out as well. Jerry C. Um, he used to kind of shit talk me over Danny Batten, right? And he used to go on and on about how um, Danny was going to beat me up and all this sort of stuff, right? Um, and I, I did it back to him. I said, no, I'm going to slap him silly, right? And, you know, there's a lot of back and forth between me and, this, me and this guy who was effectively just an internet troll. Um, yeah. So, um, but it was funny. Anyway, Danny pulled out the fight on like two weeks' notice. So the, the fight would be hyped for ages and then we were going to fight and then on, on a week or two weeks' notice, it was really, really near, near the event, um, he pulled out. Um, so he said he had an injury. But well, that kind of puts me in, a, in an awkward position, in a bad position, because now it's too late for me to really get a credible opponent. You know, it's going to be a high-profile high, high title fight. It's kind of dropped me in it. Now, he's injured. I get that. It happens. I'm not going to hold that against him, right? But with all the smack talk that's gone on, right, um, I, I said, Well I'd like to know exactly what happened to him. Why has he had to pull out that's dropped me in this position? Right? You know, 'cause he, the you know, it's just a courtesy if he tells me what's happened. You know, I mean he he's had to pull out the fight. I've done I've done a, a camp. I've done a weight cut, I've put all this stuff in, all this training. You know, he, he should he should really at least have the decency to tell me what's what's going on. And this guy comes and goes he doesn't owe you anything and you know, you don't need to know. I, right, okay. Well, maybe I got a question. Is is he is he really injured <laughs> and, mm. and this 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 discussion on the forum just went absolutely huge i mean there was like well over a thousand fa- I mean, maybe a couple of thousand posts or something people replying to it and arguing and going back and forth and it was huge it, be- it became kind of legendary with within the tiny little community of of mma in the uk on the internet right so that's what that's referring to it's a specific uh, on, on an internet forum right that a, a troll, a bit of trolling that went completely overboard. That's that. So if you weren't involved in it, it just seems like something silly, probably. So, it was funny, funny at the time. So, um,
1: did you find out what the what his injury was eventually? Not from
0: him, I don't think. Or maybe he had a. I, or did he do a back? Uh, did he do did he do back injury or something? I think someone did. A, he did a podcast, I think, with, with Dan Strauss, and he might have mentioned he had a back injury. I don't know. I, I don't doubt that he was injured. Yeah, Obviously. no I... I... I mean, he was—he was a fantastic fighter. He fought some really good guys. He didn't duck anyone. He certainly wasn't trying to duck me. That's not the case, right? You know, but um, it was yeah, just, yeah. just internet banter, right? <laughs> you know. Yeah, more responding to someone who had been giving you a bit of shit on the internet. Yeah. Well, I mean, I gave it as well, so I mean, I—I I, I, I wasn't the victim. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's make that clear.
1: Yeah, oh, it's all fun. all fun and games. So. Um... <laughs> Uh, Next subject is AJ or Fury?
0: So, moving
1: away from MMA to boxing.
0: Yeah, in my mind, Tyson Fury is by far, by far the superior boxer. It is not close. It's not in any realm of being close. I think the, the, the skill level is leagues apart. That said... I would have said the same thing about Tyson Fury and uh, Deontay Wilder and watching the fight. I'd say the same thing. Um, but Fury can, as we saw in his last fight, well, wait, sorry, his last fight, his last fight mauled the guy. Um, but as we saw in his fight with Deontay Wilder, but he had time off, I get it. But he could be a little bit uh, lazy in the fight. Um, so he held back quite a lot when he could have gone in. He, I think he threw a couple of rounds away just, through inactivity. He was clearly a better boxer, but he didn't he didn't push the pace. He didn't score. Um, and he took a couple of punches off a guy that punches really hard and it, and it put him down. And he got back up great, you know. And, and I, I, thought, I still thought he won the fight, but it was close, you know. Um, and AJ is that exact guy. He's a real big, strong, athletic guy who hits really hard. And he's made a career of it. He won a, he won an Olympic gold for it. Um, he... It's beaten up a lot of fighters by being a big, strong, athletic guy who hits really hard. Um, and we've seen that it can cause fury problems. That said, I would still quite heavily favour Tyson Fury because I fully believe skills pay the bills. And I'm not going to have that big, strong guy is going to beat up a very, very skilled, skillful fighter. Just because you're big and strong isn't going to mean that you're going to beat a guy with a lot of skill. I'm not going to have it.
1: No, I think... Um... Basically, if Fury's focused and switched on, I would have Fury every day of the week because I've never yeah, been this
0: oh, huge... I'm, I'm, um, and, and, and I was just going to say, and on the flip side of that, like whilst I've said that we, we've seen that Fury um, can be susceptible to a, an athletic guy who punches really hard, we have also now seen that Anthony Joshua can be susceptible to a guy who may not look the part, but really does yeah. have some boxing skills. We've seen that, right? And that, that's definitely Fury Fury definitely has the skills um, it, oh, know, yeah. if, if if a technical boxer um, Can get inside and, and, and box him up And and put him down and stop him Well, you know, I mean, that's Fury all over
1: Yeah, I've never been a huge fan of AJ I kind of like You know, he's clearly got power And he's clearly quick You know, he's so quick for his size. Uh, he's someone who's yep. so big But I f- Kind of feel like he's fought a lot of, and you know, I I don't like to describe him as many people do as bums because I believe that they deserve a bit more respect than that. Yeah, like that, he has fought a lot of people who are not perhaps at the top of the boxing game. In in there with him, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But Um, when and even when he fought Klitschko, and and you know, let's be let's be clear, the Klitschko which fought Fury. And the Klitschko, which fought AJ, there was quite a big difference. You know, he had aged and he had gone a lot slower. And even yeah. he, you know, he troubled AJ. And at one point yeah. I thought AJ was gonna lose. And yep. it was only he sort of made a bit of a comeback. Um, Fury, I I was never a massive fan of him. It used to irritate me a lot, but I respected yeah. you know his his boxing. I felt was you know, always, when he, when he was switched on, he, I always felt like he was, could have the ability to be one of the best. But I felt like his, maybe his attitude let him down a
0: little bit. Yeah. However, saying that. Absolutely agreed. But he switched that round. I know that's what you're about to say, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he switched yeah. it round, you know, and you know, he, he donated his purse you know, to mental health and stuff like this. Um, you know, he, seemed, he seems like a different character now. You know, I absolutely agree with you, you know, when he was smack talking everyone, um and really being quite insulting about it, you know, it yeah. seems like it can put you off. I get that. You know, um but um now I think maybe he he he's a different guy with great boxing skills. You know, yeah, I think I, yeah. I in my in my mind in my mind it, my mind, it, it it's, it's it's clearly Fury's fight. Yeah, it's Fury's fight to lose, isn't it?
1: I think but when um, when fury got to the top and he became like the champ i like i when he sort of went off the rails a bit and you know everything went wrong for him i felt like that did kind of take away from his achievement but looking back in hindsight now it's a great story where he's come back and he's he's doing all this work for sort of mental health charities and Mental health awareness and and it shows that even someone at the very top of their profession and their sport and can have millions and millions of pounds doesn't mean that you can't have mental health issues. Yeah. And and, you know, if he goes, I really, really am hoping that AJ doesn't lose again and sort of fade like uh, what's his name did, Uh, Amir Khan did, where. He's kind of lost once, then he'd win, and then he'd lose, and then he'd win. Which, you know, I know that can happen. But I really would like to see them fight in the next year or two and have it be, like, you know, top billing as, as without them having lost along the way to, to really see, you know. Because well, AJ's it, young as well. Yeah, so yeah. he has got that to learn, if he's got the ability to learn from his mistakes. Well, you know, I get that.
0: Right, and I, I get that. I get, the, I get the, your point, you know, and I see where you're coming from. That you'd like to see them both do well, and then meet at the end of it, and 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 really determine it. You know, that'd be great from from a fan point of view. But the reality is, this is fighting, right? And yeah. as as we've seen, anything can happen in a fight, right? You know, you might end up fighting some some little short pudgy Mexican um, who happens to have had, you know, a, a trillion amateur fights and lost two of them or something, right? You know, where whatever the guy it was, it was something crazy like that right um, uh, and, and and he and he and he stopped you you know dead in your tracks says so the end, end of your hype train that's the end of that right you know he's peaceful the brakes on that one um, this is fighting and anything can happen so whilst from a fan point of view that would be great to see you know what I mean it, maybe it's it will L- yeah,
1: yeah I'd, I'd like to see see them face each other but it does feel a bit like uh, Joshua doesn't He's not in a hurry, is he, to face Fury? Shall we say? It does seem that way. Whether yeah. it's his man, you know, it's his managers and you know his people who are perhaps aware of the danger of facing him, I don't know. But they do; they don't seem keen.
0: And you can't blame them. If I was his manager, if I was his manager, I'm thinking, how how can I make money out of this guy? i yeah. be thinking, keep him away from Fury. Yeah. That's what I'll be thinking. I'll be thinking, get him some more easy fights, make him look unstoppable. Because the people that buy, t- that buy the pay per views or buy the tickets, I mean, I don't want to insult anyone, but a lot, the majority of them are not boxing experts. You know, yeah. They're casual fans, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right? But they're casual fans who don't know that much about boxing. They like to think they do, and that's great, you know, because um, that helps the sport build and it helps pay for these guys. But these guys don't really, you know, they don't know that much about it. So all they want to do is see Andy Joshua. Knock someone out in it, mate. Yeah, he banged him out. Right. And then they drink a load of beer and throw it around. Right. Those are the guys that you're, you're, trying, to, you're trying to sell tickets to, really, really. Yeah, right. absolutely. And he um, sells
1: millions, doesn't he? he you know, yeah. He says he does, sells pay-per-views. So um, I'm Like, you're right. They want to see it. a two-rounder.
0: Yeah, that's what they should do, right? That, that, that they, I mean, it sounds terrible, but if, if you're his manager... You, you want him to have some easy fights, bang some people out, you know, make headlines, um, start, you know, sell a lot of tickets. Of course, that's going to get old pretty quick. You can't do that forever because people are going to start talking about it. Like, Andy Joshua's only fighting bums, blah, 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 blah. Right? But, you know, I'll be in no rush to put against fury straight away. That's, that's my point. And I don't, so I don't blame yeah. them for, for maybe trying to protect him a little bit from that. Okay.
1: So, uh, last little bit on sort of uh, the actual fighting bit, and then we're yep. going to move on to some more controversial and <laughs> different subjects now. But um, in, um, I do a mental health and sports series where I've spoken to, like, ex-footballers and sports psychologists and stuff, and we speak about the pressures on, uh, like, young players coming into the game or people retiring or, you know, the media, like, pressure of social media and the difference now where everything is instant on the internet. So, like, if they go out for a drink and stuff, you know, it's filmed because there's people in the pub trying to get a reaction out of them and stuff like this. But um, yeah. a lot of the time, which kind of has come up in nearly every show we've done, is the sometimes the struggle that boxers and sometimes fighters have when they retire in staying retired or going on to have some sort of issues, you know, after they retire I was just wondering like what you think of the reason or what some of the reasons why that might
0: be. Because, okay. And I can only talk from my own experiences, really. Um, maybe, you know, a few of my friends have done it, but um, for some of us, when we start fighting, it's because we want to fight. As I said earlier, it's not because in my case, at least it's not because I wanted to be famous or, um, make a load of money from, I mean, be, obviously that'd be great if I can make a load of cash from fighting. But you know, I, I make much more as an engineer. Um, but if I could, um, I fought because I want to fight. Um, and it's it, it's so cheesy, but from the Rocky films, you may you must know. But I'm going to I'm going to talk about Apollo Creed and Rocky, and they're talking, and Apollo says, "Guys like us," he he says, "We have to be in the fight, right?" and when you're a fighter, that's the way it is, it, you know. And my fellow older fighters out there will know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, you love to fight, you love to test yourself. I don't, it's not because I want to go and beat people up, um, it's not because I want to, I want to go and like boot someone's head off, or I just want to, you know, it, um, thuggerize someone. That's not the, not, not the point, but I want to test myself in combat. Um, if I could do that without hurting someone, that that'd be great, right? I mean, but generally, combat involves getting hurt and hurting someone. Um, but I want to fight and so it can be tough i suppose and really at least in my case i didn't see myself slowing down really until well maybe maybe this year i feel i feel feel my injuries kicking in but really till quite late in life i I felt athletic and i felt strong and i felt fit so you would keep going um i think the bigger issue with aging rather than being physically too old is that life catches up with you you have you have a family now, I've got, I've got children, I've got a job, I've got a wife, um, and I, my time is split, my time, I can't be selfish, I can't just focus on fighting and training all the time, um, and that's probably true for most people, life catches up with you rather than your body catching up with you, um, yeah. that's, and as you touched on um, with Conor McGregor, maybe he's still a prime athlete, but as you said... Does he still want it? How much does he want it? You know, he's just fought now. At uh, you know, it's not just it, but okay. But he fought Floyd Mayweather for the for the boxing um, uh, world title, right? I mean, does it get any bigger than that? Where does he go from there, right? What motivates him now? Like I, I, as you were saying, um. So I, I think I think that's that's probably got a lot to do with it as well, rather than you getting old and slow. Yeah, that's my thought. Okay. Cool. So, okay.
1: Um, so just we're going s- s- sticking on sport boxing a little bit, but just okay. moving away from professionally um so like you mentioned, um, I think it was uh, someone you know called Gary who had said, uh his direct quote was, "Head impacts for children? Is it
0: child abuse?" So, yes, I think it is. um <clears throat> children shouldn't do head contact, really. Um, and it happens and it happens most often I would have thought with the best of intentions, you know, um, I've had my, I've had my, my, my kids barring with headshots, you know, like, like my, my sons have done it, um, not very much and, we, and with big gloves on, but, you know, um, as we found out more about, you know, CT and stuff like this, um, I think it's much more serious than people, um, realize um Gary Turner is a guy that raised it um he's been pushing it a lot um he's a he, he's a former fighter himself um and he has been pushing it a lot now saying you uh, know people need, need to look at this you know he's not saying that people shouldn't box or they shouldn't um have head contact but they should be informed and children certainly shouldn't be doing it because they can't give informed consent which I would yeah. definitely agree with um I, re- I recently ran a, an interclub competition at my gym um, and we had some MMA fights we had some um, we had a tie boxing fight and we had some grappling matches um we, and we we had a, um a couple of um kids fighting you know under eighteens fighting and I said straight away when when people in the gyms came to me uh, if kids are fighting there 's no head contact we're not we 're not going to do we 're not doing head contact for kids at all, not at all um, and i think it 's not just fighting, I think rugby and other other sports like that football you know i mean that 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 got quite a big uh, that, that, that got quite a big uh, uh, showing in the news maybe a couple of decades ago about all, all, all the headers and stuff that, that footballers were, were taking, right? And then it yeah. was um, the heavy balls
1: as well years ago. Yeah.
0: And it, and it, and it was uh, detrimental to children, you know. Um, I think it's definitely true. And because it's, it's not just the informed consent side of it, um, as Gary points wow. out, it's the, the brain still developing and, it, and it's very, very sensitive. <clears throat> so, um, for a number of reasons children shouldn't be subjected to, to head contact.
1: So do you think that they should no head contact at all until they're 18? Or do you think sort of a certain yep. age and then they start wearing
0: headgear or it should just be nothing until they're 18? Okay, so I'm not a boxer. boxer. No, no. I'm yeah. not, and, I, and, and I've not coached purely boxing. I've not um, competed in purely boxing. It's not, it's not my main sport. Um, but I've, tra- I've trained it a fair bit. Um, yes, um, as a lot of people will probably disagree. Um, I did it when I was younger. And never did me no arm. Okay, fine. Um, okay, I'm sure. I'm sure it didn't. Right. But the potential's there. Right. Yeah. So I would say under 18, you're no head contact. That, that's that simple. Um, I'm not a massive fan of head guards, to be honest. I no. don't think you really do much to protect your head. I don't have any scientific studies to to back that up. Um, so maybe I'm. Yeah. Maybe I'm talking nonsense, but in my experience, I get hurt more when I'm wearing a headguard because I can't see the punches because a lot of times, I mean, it's, it's hard, it's hard to, to get the vision right. It's, hard, it's harder to see when you've got um, it, your peripheral vision t- uh, tied off here, Yeah, yeah. Um, in my experience, at least. I mean, maybe some people, again, other people will, t- will argue and they'll say, oh, I don't find it a problem and it works for me. Fine. Okay. You, cr- you crack on as long as you're not doing it with children. No problem. Right. Um, I'm not a big fan of headguards and I'm certainly not a fan of kids taking head trauma. Um
1: yeah, the thing with CTE is as well is you don't know how much damage long term damage is done until after the person oh. has died. Yep. So all these people who say oh, it didn't do me any harm, they don't actually know until they die. And if they don't, oh, don't they if any... they don't <laughs> donate their head their brain to science when when they die they like it won't be checked, you yeah. know, unless they die of uh, some sort of
0: head trauma. Yeah. So, and I mean, look, um, Br- Brendan Ingle, um, Nazim Ahmed's coach uh, when he was younger, Brendan Ingle at his gym, he they, they 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 had zero head contact. You, you didn't do it. I mean, when they were kids, the kids did not have any head contact. Um, it was all um uh, from the neck down, um. And it's undeniable that he was a good coach because he produced some, some fantastic boxers. You don't need to take punches in the face to get good at boxing. You know, that, yeah. that, that's been demonstrated. We know that. That's been shown. Um, would it make you a better boxer? Okay, you might be able to argue that point. But certainly, you can become world-class without doing head contact. And we've seen that happen. So, I mean, there is the reward for having children punch in the face it just it's a, it's a no brainer I'm going to use a pun right but it's no brainer
1: yeah i i i tend to agree as a father of three boys who are very rough and yep. they all play sports and they all want to go into like doing m m a training or martial arts training um I'm not sure I'd be comfortable with so for instance, we bought um, some boxing equipment last year, i think it was just some gloves and, a, you know, like a box of uh, pads and some other bits. And straight away, of course, they get the gloves and they start sort of not punching each other hard in the head, but like just sort of jabbing and touching and it's what they see on TV or whatever. And I said straight away, no, you can play about and stuff, but you do not hit in the face, the head, anything. Because it, only, it does only take one nasty shot as well to, you know, to fall or to hit, especially yep. at a young age with kids and, that, and, you know, just messing about in the house more, I mean, with that. But, you know, he, any.
0: Well, I mean, you know, uh, it only uh, takes one punch to do a lot of damage. Hello, Jim. We, we, we we've been open now in Chippenham since 2006, so 13 years. Um, and from the very first day that we did MMA, we always said contact is 10%. We do 10% contact on the feet and 1% contact on the ground. Um, and that doesn't mean you just go a bit lighter. I mean, it, it's touch sparring. Even, I mean, it's for adults, even. Like, in our adult classes, we do touch sparring. Um, and, my, and, my, and my guys fight well. You know, when they compete, they do well. You don't need to, to smash me in the face full power for me to know that being punched in the face hurts. You don't need to prove that to me. I know it hurts, right? But, you know, we want to train tomorrow and we want to train the next day. And we don't want to be waking up with concussions. Right or going to bed with concussions, um, or people don't want to go to work or school the next day with with broken noses and black eyes, right? You don't need to beat someone up to get better at uh, at fighting. It's about yeah. timing and accuracy. You know, it's if good. you want to work your power, go on the bag, right? If you want to, you want to really spar real hard, okay, let me know. I'll put you in my, with myself or one of the profiles and we'll beat the shit out of you, right? And see how much you like that, right? because um, you get it. You get the guys come down the gym, and they want to, they want to just just have yeah. it. So, okay, great. Okay, that's just fresh meat for us. I'll, I'll tell you three times. The third time, you're still trying to bang me out, right? Okay, I'm, I'm going to fill you in. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, but, yeah, we, we, we keep our power right down. Um, and, as I say, I'm um, the same as you. You know, like, I, I'm cautious about my – I'm the same as you. I've got three boys. They're active. They play a lot of sports. Um, they don't want to do MMA, thankfully. Um, but, I mean, what, one of my boys does competitive trampolining, and he's very good. Um, he's only seven, and this is this. It worries me now. All this this head trauma to the point where I'm worrying how much impact his head's taken just from bouncing and doing these backhand yeah. stuff. You know, and and I think you know, is that playing a part uh, in anything? Is that going to cause many problems? So, I mean, if 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 he wanted to get punched in the face, I'd be, I'd be horrified.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, um, my older boy is a goalkeeper, and he um he's had he's fourteen. Uh, and he's had two, I'd say well, he's had two concussions really he had one which was like a confirmed and then one where he, I think he probably did but he was kind of alright and stuff and that was worrying enough because yeah. he, and all he did is he slid out to sort of dive on the ball and the, the striker came through and his knee hit his head and it's horrifying
0: like That um, happened to um, our assistant coach um at our gym, we've got an, um, a, a second coach there uh, and he used to play football a lot um, as, as a goalie in, and he got his neck broken. Um, fortunately, he, he, he's recovered relatively okay. You know, he, he had some pins in the... I mean, at the time, he was paralysed. He couldn't move. Yeah. He was, down. Um, he, he was terrified. Um, he was playing football. He went to pick up a ball guy, ran in, crunched him. Um, he woke up in hospital not being able to move his arms and his legs, Right. But he, he's, he's gone on. He, you know, he 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 had surgery and stuff, and he's he's gone on to have a a successful pro MMA career. So he was fortunate. Sure. But
1: I mean, even last year there was a boy, a 13 year old uh, Thai boy, who died during a kickboxing bout, um, and that was like literally last year where the referee was a bit slow to stop it. 13, and I know this different part of the world where there's perhaps less you know, sanctions and stuff. But, like, a lot of these fighters, because, you know, like particularly like UFC and Bellator, it's a worldwide sport now, isn't it? Like, yeah. they're bringing fighters in from all over the world. Um, and if some of those fighters have been doing, like, Muay Thai or, like, kickboxing from an early age, how much trauma have they had Yeah. when their brain wasn't fully developed? And how much damage will it do? I'd like to get um, Gary on actually to speak about CTE. I want to do a show on CTE anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, he he recently did a podcast. i mean, just just last week I think he did a podcast where he spoke about this sort of stuff. Right. Okay. Um, you know. Well, so, I'll
1: check it out. Yeah,
0: yeah. 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 It's very interesting. Yeah.
1: Um, okay. So let's move through. Okay. Okay. So, um, so we had two, which were similar sort of basically the same subject but from two different angles um so the the one person said about uh i think he was specifically referring to the uh the female transsexual mma fighter uh fallon fox yeah who had been fighting women or biological women, um, and at first hadn't told those women that she had formerly been a male, um, and then the other four, "Well, let's go with that first, and then we'll go to the, rather than flitting back and forth."
0: Okay, so, so this, is where I, where I, this is where I'm going to make enemies, no matter what I
1: say, right? This is to say, this is, the, and this is, the, this is exactly what I was going to say. It's like you can't
0: really win, um, but one thing I will say. That's okay. I don't care about I don't care about about having fans. I can, you know, I I'll, I'll give you yeah. i I'll, I'll give you my point of view but, and I care about being honest. I don't, yeah, I don't if, you, if you're not like me. it, oh well. My
1: like my thing is I don't care if people are gay, straight, bisexual, transgender, what they whatever they sort of um want to do and be and great, fantastic. So I really like wrestling and MMA and boxing and all these things. I have no desire to just see, just generally now, without even talking about transgender and stuff, I have got no desire to see a man beat the shit out of a woman in any walk of life, in any of those things, even in wrestling where it's fake. I but have no strange,
0: desire to see it. Isn't it strange, and I'm not criticising you, isn't it strange that we feel the need to preface what we're going to say by making that sort of statement. I mean, it, it go, should go about saying that we don't want to see a man beat up a woman. Right. But, it's now in some, some of these contexts, you, you've got to maybe kind of make that sort of statement first, you know. I know I know where you're coming from. Um, and I, it really bothers me, and in
1: a minute, we're going to go on to a slightly different angle of this, where, from a more competitive sort of point of view, rather than the physical and the the, the danger point of view. Now, to me, what, phallon fox did when she didn't tell those fighters beforehand did i thought that was very dangerous because regardless of whatever people say generally people who are boy born male generally not every single case but generally they are genetically bigger stronger quicker it's just that's like it's just a fact and for someone to be able to to go and it's really difficult to word without because i don't want to offend anyone but equally
0: what you've got to understand is say if you're you're uncomfortable saying it let me say it (laughs) i mean you go for it i mean i can see that I, i know i know exactly what you're trying to say um and i from more than one angle, I know, I know that you're, you're, you're trying not to offend anyone, but you're trying to give your opinion. And your opinion is, mention be up women, right? Yeah. I get that, right? Um, so let me give my views on this transgender debate, okay? Um, and hopefully, I'm not going to sound hateful doing so, right? And hopefully, I'm not going to sound too crazy left-wing either, because I'm a little left-wing on that sort of stance, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I like to think I'm somewhat progressive, But not to the point where i'm really a lefty (laughs) um so transgender um i fully support transgender rights absolutely um and then what i'm going to say next people might say well then you don't support transgender rights i don't agree with transgender athletes who have transitioned from male to female competing against females in sport um i'll explain why um steroids are banned for a reason okay they're banned because they make a difference, right? If Is it acceptable to compete on steroids? No, right? Is it, you know, is it, is it acceptable to use testosterone to, uh, you know, and then comp- whilst you're using testosterone, is it acceptable to compete on testosterone in any sport? No, right? Unless it specifically says use what you like, right? Like maybe some bodybuilding federations. Um, yeah. Okay, Th- that, that's a given, right? Now, is it acceptable to use steroids in the off-season, and then come off them and then compete clean in any sport. Is that acceptable? The answer, again, is no. That's why you have out-season testing, right? You can't, compete, you can't, you can't train off-season on testosterone and then compete in-season off it. That's still unacceptable. Well, isn't that what a man does when he, when he transitions into being a woman? I mean, he's been on testosterone all his life, right? <laughs> um, and, then, and then come off it right um that seems like a huge violation of um doping policy right but let's say that 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 in and of itself isn't may, may not be a good enough answer and and they may argue okay but if you completely t- I'm, i think i think and I'm not an expert on this but as I understand it, the, what, the the IOC guidelines say that you've got to have your level below your your, your hormone levels below a, a certain threshold. Your testosterone's got to be below a certain threshold um, for two years or so, and then you can compete as a female. Um, and we should probably be a little bit more careful in our wording because I don't want to I don't want to offend anyone. Like you don't want to offend anyone. So when we say man and woman, we should really probably use the terms male and female because um, there is a difference between gender and sex. Um, a lot of people will argue, no, no, there isn't, right, But there is, right? Um, a man is, is is a gender, right? Um, and male is is a sex, I suppose. Um, so if you're transitioning from male to female, um, just getting your hormone levels lower doesn't mean that you're, you lose all your athletic advantage. If you took some, if you, if you took a a 60 year old farmer, right, his testosterone levels could be through the floor. I mean, he's an old man. He's sort of testosterone. Testosterone is really low. But I bet he could. He could pick up a tractor, right? Some of these old yeah. guys are really, really, really strong. It's the last thing to go, right? Strength is strength is the last last natural attribute that you lose. That you lose, right? Um, as you get older. Uh, if you look at guys like Vitor Belford or Dan Henderson, they're on TRT. When, if they weren't on TRT, their levels were low enough to qualify as being female athletes, um, you can't seriously consider putting them in there with, with You can see the the physical difference. So uh, Dan Henderson would, to would jump in told... there, just to jump in there where you say
1: their levels would have qualified them to be female. So yeah. say Vitor Belfort decided, I will, I'm one, I now identify as a female, um, and I want to transition into being a female athlete you're telling me that it's okay for Vitor Belfort to go into a UFC cage against
0: whatever weight woman it would be against Holly Holm or someone well I mean it has to be had Right. No I'm, no, I'm not telling you that's okay. Right. No, but, but, th- yeah. but that's that's the the, that's the argument. way the rules are written, if you like. Or that's exactly. the argument. Yeah. There's some more nuance to that, of course. As I said, um yes. There's, there's the, 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 the two-year period. I think they, they they have to they have to sign in with the doctor regularly. Um, they've got to be monitored. Um, I think they may have to be on um estrogen therapy as well. So there's there's a, there's more to it, right? Of course. But my well, my point, point is
1: that it's open to a view, open to abuse. By you could have a male who is not a particularly great fighter, who's big and strong, but not at the top of his game, and he could go through the process and meet all the things he needs to meet in order to then fight as a transgender female.
0: Um, it's, I think, right, and, and, it's, I, and what I mean, it's, it's open to abuse in that. I know that you probably don't mean to be offensive, but I think, okay, I think some people would probably find what you said offensive. Okay, and tell you why. And I I know you don't mean to be. Um, I I don't find it offensive, but I'm not trans. Um, But I don't think anyone is likely to go through all of that just to compete and win a sporting event. No one's gonna. I don't think anyone wants to actually transition to being female. Just to win a sporting event, you know. I mean, it's it's quite it's, it's quite a lifestyle change. But of course,
1: no. I'm am i obviously I'm I'm looking at it from sort of extreme um,
0: examples. Ne- neither, neither you or myself are experts, right? So we're we're just yeah, shitballing it. Yeah, I get that, right? You know, and and we're saying stuff that we haven't necessarily thought all the way through. We have we haven't got the um the advantage of being well read on this subject, you know. So we we're, we're, we're kind of ignorant. I get that. Um, so I know you're not trying to offend anyone, um, but I don't think abuse is probably an issue because I don't think, I, I mean, would you do it? Would you, would you, would you go through that no. hormone therapy? To, but I, mean, I would, right? Does, but,
1: does um, the but, person have to have the, like, the operation? I don't know. And this is, and this is what I mean. It's just well, a discussion. They, they, to sort
0: of they, they've try testosterone and... lowered, right? I think it's estrogen, yeah. estrogen um, therapy um, for two years right you know okay. there's uh, more to i think that you know they need to change their, their their gender on a national database or something like this right i mean yeah. they're, they're, there's a lot a lot of hoops to jump through right that would make it completely impractical for someone unless they yeah. want to actually okay. really be transgender um and transition so, yeah,
1: so the, to open to abuse that would potentially Probably.
0: sounds like that would be out of the you're way. right. i mean it could happen you know if someone was that dedicated to winning i guess yeah. they could um, but it's. Uh, I think that's. Oh, what I'm, I'm
1: fine with being corrected. Absolutely. Like.
0: Well, I mean, as I, I say, I'm, just
1: I'm, I'm correct. Correct. Right. I'm discussing. It.
0: It yeah. Um. But what I will say is that there, and I'm going to sound a little bit daft because I can't remember the names. Um. But there was that New Zealand weightlifter who comes up all the time and had probably been debunked by yeah. someone, I suppose. But there was that, that, that guy, that weightlifter from New Zealand. Um. And he was. I think he was. He was. He was, he was all right. He was all right as a weightlifter. I think he was. I mean competitively he was relatively average i think he he placed on a national level um he transitioned to female and as a female um she broke world records like comfortably i mean you know that that tells me one thing okay and it's a sample size of one so what is that you know is that is that that statistically relevant maybe not okay Fallon fox um had no real background in combat sports transitioned to being female Start brutally knocking people out, right? Repeatedly, over and over and over and over and over, right? Every fight, you boot in the head. Someone's going unconscious. I mean, okay, I get. You know, you're dangerous you, as hell as well, you, isn't it? You've done what has been asked of you, right? Because the IOC or what, the Athletic Commission, they've 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 made the requirements. You have to meet these requirements to compete as a female, okay? And they've done it, so I I can't blame them, right? they want to be female they, they they feel female and they want to be female i mean I all mean, the other way around they're female and they want to become male right but these, these are biological males who want who feel female and they want to be female okay i feel for you that's you know and, and why shouldn't you right if that's what you want to do absolutely support you you know i'll I, I, I use, your, I use your, your, your proper pronouns um you know i've got no no issue with your lifestyle you know what you do is what you do um and you, 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 you want to compete in a sport, I get that, but you shouldn't. If you want to compete, you should be competing against biological males, in my opinion. And I don't mean to sound restrictive, you know. Um, it sounds, you know, it sounds like, I'm, like, like I'm not being inclusive there. Well, okay, I wouldn't let a blind person be a race car driver either. You know, I'm not, being, I'm not trying to be uninclusive, I'm trying to, but I'm, you've got to be sensible at some point, you know. It, when, when it's clearly um, an advantage when you've got a male transition, transitioning to female and then suddenly setting world records or suddenly knocking women out, you, you've got to say, well, hang on a minute, right? I mean... So, it's, it's okay, let's right. bring in,
1: so I'll bring in the second part of the two, the two questions which was, or the subject was sent in. So the other bit in was um, about some of the things which Sharon Davis, the swimmer, has been saying recently about yep. uh, male... Uh, males transitioning to females and then competing in the olympics or in swimming and she's yep. very much against it for all the yep. reasons that we've just discussed but equally she has actually been affected by someone using testosterone and, and steroids she actually lost a medal in 1980 to the east german athletes yeah. who had been using uh, cycling and testosterone and steroids and she actually yeah. lost a gold medal which she had worked all her life to get to you know and and these athletes for instance you know in the olympics just like fighters they train every day from a young age yep. they put their life and soul in it and then you could potentially lose out if it's just so she lost out to the uh the east german i've written east german athletes because. Uh, I couldn't pronounce the, the names, but there was obviously there was a group of them in that from that period who were proven to have used yeah. testosterone and it steroids. Was, it, it, it was grand found grand. out, um, yeah. But and I think I might be wrong, but I think she, in hindsight, has now been awarded. You know, the people were, and they, you know, they've been awarded the medal since or not, but that's not the same. Okay because it's not the yes, same right. as sitting you know going up on the podium and having your national anthem played and getting your medal because that's like the pinnacle that's what you've worked for
0: yeah now um, if if you could take if you could take a male and transition them to be female bi- biologically if that was scientifically possible then I'd have no issue with it I mean, why would I? What, what could my argument be, right? Well, I mean, other than that they've trained as a male all their life until that point, I suppose, um, which may be an advantage. But if you could transition um, physically to being, you know, X, Y, chromosome, all that sort of stuff, you know, fine. But I, I don't believe you can. And who am I to argue scientists, right? Yeah, I get that, right? You know, you know if they've got doctors on board and they say that it's fine, okay but i mean the data kind of seems to me like like it isn't right um i don't think hormone levels are good enough hormone it's not just just about hormone levels no you know? there, there, there's more to being male than just your, you just your, your t count you know um biologically at least right i mean what you identify as your business none of mine
1: yeah and i'm the same i like i said the style I'm, I'm, I'm not even particularly interested in how other people live their lives and no. what they want to sort of identify in and who they want to be in
0: relationships with. It doesn't really bother me one way or the other. I'm, but, I'm, I'm a huge believer in freedom. I mean, I'm pretty libertarian. Not completely, because, um, you know, I do believe in, in, in getting into politics. I, I believe in some social policies are important and useful. Um, but on a personal level, I'm pretty libertarian and I believe in freedom to live your life how you want you want to have your religion fine you want to have your uh, sexuality fine you know all that sort of stuff but i also believe in being free of it right um if i don't want to be involved in your religion i don't have to be if i don't want to be involved in your sexuality i don't have to be and if i don't want to be affected by your uh your transitioning then i I shouldn't have to be if 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 a woman's fighting she should she should be free if you want to transition fine but but female athletes should also be free from having to deal with that. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's my that's
1: my thoughts. Yeah, I uh, yeah I pretty much agree. Yeah, I do, well, not even pretty much I agree with everything that you were that you just said, and you worded it a lot but
0: I was getting a bit sort of... Yeah, I, I don't it. seem like like I'm calling you out on stuff, right? No, I mean, no, I, no, I, no. You know, I'm I I trying to trying to trying to trying to be sensitive about it. That's all. You know, and I'm sure we yeah, have it. I'm sure we. You know, I, that's what i, I
1: was I, trying
0: I, to do. Is I do have one or two trans friends, right? You know, um, so I, I see it a little bit, and I, and I, I don't talk to them about it too much, you know, because it's not really any of my business, you know. But a little bit I do, you know. And I try and be inclusive, you know. Try and try and see, see you know. Try and see things from their point of view because it's obviously a very difficult position to be coming from, um, you know. So I'm not an expert.
1: interesting. Um, going back to Sharon Davis, the interesting thing I've seen is. Sometimes when I read Sharon Davis's tweets and I'll read the replies, it's quite often I see transgender people in the replies saying, "I agree with Sharon Davis." Um, So it's not a case of uh, like you know, as 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 is with any sort of group of people or people, male, female, whatever. It's not everyone agrees, and not everyone. Yeah. thinks the same thing. It's and to a certain extent I I admire Sharon Davis because there's no upside to her voice in her opinion. She talks about it at length, you know, week on a weekly basis, and on the whole, generally just gets abused for it. You know, there's she could just be quiet and not say anything, but she believes strongly in it. Um and I think she should have you know, she should have she just as as the people who are calling her um transphobic or hateful or whatever it may be, are saying to her, I just as they have the right to say if they feel that she's been offensive or whether she's saying something which they're not entirely comfortable with, she should be able to voice her opinion without being told that she's, you know, if she's not being transphobic and she's just trying to have a difficult conversation and trying to do it as respectfully as
0: possible, then you know. Wow. Well, have... Now we're we're coming up to an interesting topic, aren't we? Freedom of speech. Yeah. Um, Having conversations which are difficult. Do we have freedom of speech in this country? Not really. I so, don't think so. Um, and sh- should we? I think yes. Uh,
1: yeah, we should. We should be able to discuss anything. Should I was we, always, But should, I we, was,
0: should we be able to? View, should we be able to air opinions that are offensive? See, I'm.
1: I was always brought up to be. How am <laughs> no, I going squirm? No, I'm. I'm all right. This sort of part of it, I'm not so bad because I was always brought up that I. I'm entitled to have my opinion and I can say what I think. You cannot tell people what to think. You cannot tell people how they feel, but you can have your opinion. If it offends people, then you've got to own it because that's your opinion. You don't have to do it in a nasty way and you don't have to be horrible about it. Not everyone is going to agree with everyone over every single thing. I quite enjoy comedy, which is quite sort of dark and some would probably consider offensive these days. But... Me too. I don't begrudge people who find it offensive or don't want to watch it. But I do believe that I have the right to enjoy it and watch it. And it does
0: frustrate me sometimes. But you don't in this country see do you? People you, don't right, you don't have the right in this country to enjoy it. But no. Like- uh, we, we don't feel like freedom. that, at the moment. Well, it's true. We don't have freedom. I mean, there, there, there's laws against, I mean, throughout Europe, there's, there, there's laws against certain types of speech. Right. I mean, there's things, things you can't say. You, you're not, not public. You can't like, like people get arrested on Twitter for, for making hateful comments. Right. You know, they make comments on Twitter that are hateful towards different de- demographics. And then they've got the police knocking on their, on their door. Right. So it's
1: an interesting one for you. Today, I saw a video come up on, you know, like in Facebook where you have the video feeds, and if you watch yeah. one video, they all just come up, just loads yep. of different videos. So there was a video of a, a pride pride parade. Um, I think it was in up London way. I forget the area. I think it was up London way. Um, okay. so right. they, they were doing a, pra- a pride parade, and as they walked past, um, a lady in a, like a full burqa was shouting abuse at them, shouting shame and this and that, you know, not being very nice, okay yep. so do you think, if I was in London and I said that to those the people in the gay uh, the Pride March yep. if I said what she was saying, I would probably
0: have been arrested, or at least okay. removed from the area that's, that's, that's a tangent isn't it, that's that's whether the police are enforcing the law equally
1: yeah but uh, I I don't just mean um, with the lady with the burqa I just mean generally if it was a black guy and a white guy I feel like the white guy is more likely to be told that he's being hateful but the black guy is more likely to be faced down in handcuffs by the police do You know what I mean? I feel like there's
0: well, very much like I do know what you mean. Um and I've seen the same thing on in the media. But as we discussed earlier, how much of the media can we trust? Right? So I mean, like they've got agendas, right? Like if I see in the Daily Mail all the time that Muslims are are, are screaming that we should burn in hell, right? Um how true is that? I yeah, of course, of course some are, but I mean, I don't I know lots of Muslims and I've never heard that many of them. Right? So I mean, you can cherry pick, of course. Right. Which is what a lot of the media do, especially when they're looking to sell papers. Right. So may. Now, um, I think it's been acknowledged by the, by the police, some police forces. I think they, they, they have acknowledged this, that they that they've been more lax with um, Muslim communities and, and other sort of community, minority communities. Um, because they didn't want to appear racist, which is obviously wrong, right? You, you can't do that. You should treat everyone equally. Um, I don't know how prevalent that is because I only can only see go by what I see in the media, and that doesn't give me any numbers or statistics. It just gives me sensationalist headlines. So yeah, I don't know how. I don't know how. I, I mean, like, I would like to think that the law would be applied equally by most police forces, but maybe 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 it isn't. But but I don't know how to quantify that.
1: Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? It's difficult because the media. I could I I have done podcasts with Reese about the media and just the the lack of factual information that you get in stories. Oh, it's awful!
0: I mean, and, and, and I, I, stories I would...
1: and it's always a source,
0: I'll even or a friend,
1: can... friend. I mean...
0: Their grammar's terrible as well. I wonder, you know, these, these, these writers, I mean, what are they doing? Where are they get, Where are they finding them? Where are they dragging them out of? I mean, it's awful. Yeah, I, it I, is. I it's terrible. I, you know, I won't, I won't take any media opinion at all anymore. I will only go to decent media sites um, or papers or whatever and look at the facts and the numbers and then draw my own conclusions. Right? I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to take their opinions on anything because they're always biased all of them and, 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 i mean the, the, even the ones that you think are going to be like uh pretty straight like the guardian but no that's that's left wing or the telegraph which is the tory graph right or the independent well they're independent from all of them right well, no they're not when you read their stuff it's nonsense right you know so you
1: know the bbc is
0: yeah. is become
1: terrible and like when i was younger the BBC would have been a TV channel and a media outlet that I would have believed everything they say. Yeah, and even they've got this like whole slant. Like I consider myself quite centrist. I like I sort of, kind of pick and choose from everywhere of what yep. I kind of believe in and what I get on with, Um and every newspaper or media outlet is, is either all the way over to one side or all the way over to the other side. It's not... and I, Like, to me, journalists should be reporting facts. It shouldn't be
0: yep. a slant We're on, on the same page. The, this or that. It yeah, should, be, should be, this is what happens. Not projecting their opinions. Not yeah. trying to sell their papers. They, the, the, the papers should sell themselves and the merit that they're, that they're posting the, the factual news. Yeah.
1: But they don't. yeah, I miss the days where journalists would like expose do, like they would research stories and then they would like it was like a long form yeah. researched over a few months and then they would expose something or it would be this but it would all be based in facts because that's what a journalist would do is just to get to the truth uh, and they, they do not feel
0: like they do that anymore it's terrible and, and, and you have to you have to read media sources with a sceptical view and look. you have to know how to read them. Look at the facts. Look at the numbers that they're presenting. If they're not presenting those, those things, if they're not giving you hard data, it's nonsense. Yeah, and so even then, you need to double check yeah. that data.
1: All right, always double check. Okay, last couple of, uh, last couple of uh, subjects. So before we go to the subject, there's two questions which got sent in. Um, so I'm assuming there'll be a bit sort of shorter answers than the, the, the subject. Uh, so someone on Twitter asked, tell us about the bird incident and the time
0: you got clubbed by an, a tire iron. Um, what's the bird incident? I don't know. Um, but the, yeah, yeah, I got hit with a tire iron. <laughs> I mean, that's about it. Some guy, When I was a kid, when I was a teenager, yeah, some guy said he... Um, I heard that he was going to, people telling me, oh, this guy's going to beat you up. Well, he's welcome to try. And I saw him one night in a park and, and, and it kicked off and he went to punch me and I just covered it up easy. I thought, a well, slow punch. wow, oh, oh, that really hurt. He punches really hard. I've got to take him out quick. And that's I saw he had a, you know, a tie iron in his hand and my blood pouring down my head. Could have done some damage. That could have, couldn't it? Oh, yeah, I've got a scar. Yeah, four stitches. So, um, yeah, I, I took off. And I went and I got... this is terrible for me to say. I got a samurai sword and went and found him and chased him down with it. Yeah, I didn't get him, though. But,
1: um, is, uh, do you know what? It's really ironic that you've just talked about that, because the next subject is knife crime. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've just uh, said about that. Um, okay, obviously- yep.
0: What, what question life so,
1: crime is like, uh, I find it a really depressing subject because I feel like about a year ago, or maybe a bit longer, it was like this sort of thing where you'd hear about kids in London, particularly, but in the, you know, in the UK, and it was like gangs, it seems to be. But recently, it seems to have been like young women, couples, younger kids, even a pregnant woman the other day was like stabbed but it's literally every day like when i go out i'll have a cup of coffee and i'll go and sit in my garden and i'll just sort of scan through all the different sort of newspapers okay. news sites You're every right. And it, it sounds, it sounds terrible right
0: stabbing well, we're we're a nation of like 60 million people right one person getting stabbed like i mean and i know it's, it's happening every day okay but look one person getting stabbed statistically is irrelevant right out of 60 million right now, maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's more than one, maybe it's 10, maybe it's 20, maybe, maybe, maybe it's 1,000, right? But we aren't given that data, right? So, it's, all we're, again, all we've done is given head, these headlines. And it sounds terrible, and, it, and it, it's factual, it's happened. A woman's been stabbed, that is terrible. But if that is the only stabbing out of 60 million people, well, it sounds really bad, and of course, I wish she hadn't been, but it's still a very low number, Um. Now, maybe the number's a lot higher, maybe it's a lot lower, I don't know. But without that data, it's hard to form an opinion. Like, stabbings are going up. Are they? Or are stabbing reportings going up? Now, I mean, stabbing, stabbing probably are going up, right? I, I'm not saying they're not. Yeah, I think, but...
1: particularly in London, I think the um, the knife crime figures
0: have what read? tripled in the last yeah. two years or something. Would you? And and that and that's what you, that's what you want to look for. You want to look for those figures, right? That tells you t- tells you more story. So right, okay. So knife crime, knife attacks have, have tripled. That's terrible. Um, so what's causing it? We need to address that and look at it and why it's happening. How can we prevent it? Um, do you think that banning knives, for example, would would reduce that? I think the
1: but I don't think banning knives does because I think making stuff illegal doesn't necessarily correlate to people stopping using it or doing it. Agreed. Uh, I think stronger sentences for carrying a knife is more likely to, not for using it, for carrying it, is like if these kids know that. If they carry a knife, they'll be in jail for, whatever, three years just for carrying it. And if they use it, they're in years, you know, in in prison for 20 years, just plucking figures
0: out of my head. OK, so my thoughts on that, um, and I kind of segwayed this a little bit, um, because I have some relatively strong beliefs on gun rights. Yeah i don't think that we should have had the handgun ban for example um and i don't know if banning people from carrying knives is the answer either um and i'll tell you why i think there are legitimate reasons for wanting to carry a knife um and i th- i kind of think self-defense is one of those legit- legitimate reasons um yeah. should you carry a knife to defend yourself Why? Well, i I, no, I think i think it's I should probably qualify that. I think that sounds pretty horrendous and pretty thuggish that you're carrying a knife around in anticipating someone attacking you so you can stab them up. But that's, obviously that sounds terrible. Okay, but um, I don't think carrying a knife by itself should be illegal. I think stabbing someone is already illegal and that should be illegal. Um, but what if you what 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 if you're going fishing, right? Are you should you have a knife with you? We yeah, yeah right, but, right. You know um. Is that a And you can argue. Well, no, you know, if you, if you can argue it legitimately, then you'd be OK. You know, if you stand up in a court and you can argue your point, well, well, why should I have to do that? Right. You know, I'm, I'm a believer in freedom. Now, if I stab someone, well, of course, I should have to answer questions. Right. And face and face justice. Um, but um, I don't think that if you haven't physically hurt anyone. And if you're not planning to hurt anyone. And I don't I don't think any crime's been committed and I think it shouldn't be illegal. And I don't think it would stop I don't think it would reduce crime. Um, because criminals don't care. <laughs> I mean oh. by definition, they break the law. Now, if you think about stabbing someone could kill them, right? Um what's an what's an adequate sentence or not adequate, sorry, let probably, let's say what what's a typical sentence for stabbing someone? I don't know. But let's say you stab someone. Much, I don't think. Sorry? Not very much, I don't think I think it's
1: You'd be surprised how low the uh, average sentence is. What, for actually
0: stabbing someone? Yeah. Okay, all right. I know. Okay, let's, let's, let's play... To let's, let's me, someone. okay, would you say uh,
1: if you stab someone, does that automatically, assuming it's not self-defense, and it's you've stabbed someone, would
0: you yep. say that that is attempted murder by definition? Depends on... I think there's more to it than just stabbing them. Depends where you... If you stab them in the stomach or the, or the chest, yeah, that's the attempted murder, probably. Or in the neck. If you stab them in the hand, maybe not. Right, yeah. I think, I think there's, well, there's some details.
1: What if you stab them in the hand because they move their hands
0: to block Right, yeah. Stomach. I mean, my my point is, putting a knife in the yeah, yeah. Is necessarily attempted murder. Right? If, oh, yeah. No, the... No the point i was getting at is it's
1: very difficult it, there's so many intricacies to it and nuances yeah. to it it's so difficult to to but say
0: it, but let's if say, this let's say, happens
1: let's get this many years and if this happens right this is what happens because
0: okay. But let, let's okay let, let's let's pick up let's pluck out a number you stab someone in the stomach that's pretty serious right what do they get eight years i don't know let's let's say let's let's, let's use 10, 10 years as a round number okay i'm because this is just a thought experiment that i'm going to put, put to you um so the number's largely irrelevant but let's say it's a, let's say it's, it's a sentence that you're not going to like right like like 10 years um then you say and for carrying a knife you get three years or whatever right just for carrying it right do you think if you, if someone who intends to stab someone, he goes, right, "I'm going to go stab that person. I don't like them. Um, they've, they, they've annoyed me. I'm going to go stab him up. I hate that guy. Um, and I'm going to stab him. And I'm risking ten years. Oh no! Hang on a minute. I might get three years for possession. Yeah. He's not going to right. He's, already, he's already. If he's going to stab someone, he's a, he's a, he's acknowledged he's he's already a high risk of getting a high sentence. The the addition of uh, of giving him a, 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 an additional sentence for carrying the knife, all that does is make it is criminalize carrying a knife, which in and of itself isn't necessarily a problem. No, but, that, but what
1: that, it does that do, a problem. What it could do is it could stop, uh, like a, a young teenager, from carrying a knife in the first place. So there's two ways to look at it: it could stop a young teenager from carrying a knife because they're thinking about their safety or self-defense. So if they get stopped, they don't get that three-year sentence because they were put off from carrying it. But what it could also do is mean that if they do get attacked or something, they don't have it to defend themselves, which I'm sure a lot of these cases of, you know, knife crime is, you know, people defending themselves against each other and uh,
0: Well, I don't think there's an issue with either of those scenarios. I think someone carrying to defend themselves, I think, me personally, I think it's okay. Um, As long as as they use it properly. Um, And I don't... I think um, the only issue is going out and stabbing someone, right? Yeah, Um, I mean, in an ideal world,
1: no one would need to carry you on, would
0: they? Right. So, like... And that's an important point, and that's something to address because, and, and it's going to lead heavily into politics, why are these kids going out and stabbing people, right? I mean, why is it happening? Why, why, yeah. why are they going out and, and doing this? Is it because, no. is it because our economy is turning to shit, right? Is it because they've got less going on for them, there's less opportunity for them? I mean, I, mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm sure
1: the government would tell you that it's, uh, you know, it's the TV shows and it's the music and it's the, the video games that they play. But it's nothing to do with the, the, the quality of schooling going downhill, and the you know the the areas becoming rougher because the council tax is sky high, but the council actually do very little to you know to Why? make
0: these areas safer or what. I'm, yeah, you know what I mean. It's, we 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 we've had ten years of austerity, right, or whatever, eight years of austerity, um, and in that same time. Life crime seems to have gone up. Well, correlation doesn't equal causation. Right? but no, it's, I just think, like I always
1: say, if, if we had the same laws on guns here as they do in most states in America, I would have a gun. I would, I would have a gun locked in a safe in my house so that for self-defense, whatever you want to call it, protection of my family, I would. Um, now, there's two sort of aspects to that. There's one, just that I would, regardless of anything else, just for my own peace of mind, knowing that it's there. But also, I'd know that there would be a lot more guns out on the street and people would have more guns because they would be legal. So there would be more people with guns
0: Right, but so guns are legal here. You, it was only 97 that they banned pistols. Before that, before that, I guess you didn't have a gun, but they were no. legal, right? I mean, um, and now you can carry a shotgun. Well, you carry, they can't carry a shotgun. You, you can own a shotgun. I mean, you, you, you've got to pass your exams and everything else, right? You've got to get yeah. a license and all that, right? But, and a criminal can get hold of a handgun here, yeah, um, work, yeah. Right, but I'm guessing you don't have a gun in a safe, no. right? Uh, well, I, I, and if you did, you wouldn't tell me because um, it'd be illegal. Um, yeah, you admit No, but no, I don't. I don't no. have a safe either. I, of course, you haven't, right? No. Um, ne- ne- neither have I. <laughs> um, but um, criminals do have guns here. Yeah. But you, but you don't. But you don't feel the need to buy a gun to protect yourself, right? It's strange, isn't it?
1: Because it's like, um, it's almost like this false sense of security in that the gun crime in the UK isn't reported that much. You don't see that much of it in the newspapers. So you don't consider it to be as big a threat or as issue as you would if you lived in America. But... But... London oh, has got the Blood. highest rate of homicide. Right? I said, but London have got the highest rate of homicide in the Western world. I think in, I think, I can't remember if it's the last year or the last two years, they've got the highest rate of, you know, murder anywhere. Higher than
0: America. I, I don't to see those stats to believe that, if I'm honest. I don't know if I believe that. See if I can them Pull them up now. Um, I, think, I think there was one month or something where the crime rate or the or the, the murder rate in London overtook New York for one or two months.
1: I, it might have been, yeah, it might be. I might have been generalising
0: New York to, to think, the whole of I think America. compared compared to Chicago or Detroit or somewhere like that, I don't think London come close. Yeah, possibly. Um, so I mean, should... I mean, parts of the US are real shitholes, real third third world shitholes. You know, I mean, they. Yeah, they they only gave black civil rights fifty years ago, right? I mean, it's yeah. they, they're, they're, they 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 have really shit on their people, you know. They've got some real desperate areas over there. Yeah, I
1: guess it's there's some um, some areas which is
0: literally still like the wild people west. Have no been... all, right? People have no hope at all. People have no they've got no future. A lot of areas, right? So, um, they yeah. their murder rate is four times ours. Right, that's where I
1: got confused. So London's murder rate now tops New York New York City's, um, yeah. which, considering the 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 ease of access to guns in America, you would expect, or at least I would expect, I suppose, um, that
0: you know New York would have a higher rate of well, New York's got quite quite strict gun laws. Well, sorry, New Jersey at least. Um, and I I don't I don't actually know New York's gun laws very well. Um, but I think it's relatively strict compared to other parts of the U.S. Like Vermont's got quite low, low um, quite lax gun laws. Um, but moving away from that, moving back to your, your point, you you just said, I don't think access to a gun, um, is really that relevant to murder rate, um. I don't think, I, I think that's demonstrably I think true.
1: If guns are easier to get, then there's more likely to be a higher rate of. I'm saying that. I, um, I think if people in Britain had easier access to guns, I think the crime rate would actually go down because people would be able to defend themselves who perhaps can't currently well i mean there's that uh, you know i've got no facts to back that to base that on well, i'm just saying i, you know, I, I, like I do my uh, guess is
0: there, that a i think graph. It'll probably come down there's the famous graph that shows that 1997 gun ban came in gun homicide went up after that you know what i mean and then, and then it came down again right but criminals don't care about the law you no, know, of course, no. Right? So, you know, I'm I'm going to shoot someone, right? Well, that's illegal, yeah, okay, right? But now it's illegal to own a gun. I well, don't give a shit. I'm going to shoot someone. I've already accepted I'm going to yeah. commit crime, right? Um, yeah, so, already,
1: yeah.
0: You know, you're a, already it,
1: accepting that you're going to kill
0: someone doesn't really matter whether the gun's legal or not, right? So, I mean, it's like you said earlier, if you criminalize something, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to stop happening, right? You know, I mean, if criminalizing things, were, you know. If that worked, then we wouldn't have a drug problem. There'd be, no, there'd be no illegal drugs at all, right? Well, of course there are, though, right? How's that yeah. work, right? You know, um, uh, so you criminalize something. It doesn't make it go away. Um, it, just no. makes it, it just makes it illegal, right? And in some cases, you, you have to, right? Killing people should be illegal, right? Shooting and stabbing people should be illegal, right? You, um, but if you say owning a gun um, is illegal... I don't think that's going to reduce homicide. Well, it, it didn't. In, it didn't in our country, right? No. Um, and if you if you cross compare countries, um, which isn't, I was going to say it's not useful. It is, but for a, a different reason. If you cross compare countries, and people people will often say America's got the the high the most number of guns in the world, but they, and their and they murder rate's higher than ours. Mm. Okay. Correlation doesn't equal causation. But if you want to make that argument. What countries have the highest murder rates in the world? Well, c- Colombia has got pretty high murder rates. You know, Mexico is pretty bad. You know, part of, you know parts of Brazil, a lot, a lot of parts of South America, a lot of parts of Africa have very high murder rates. They haven't got any guns or very few guns, way less guns than, than America, way less, way less than most of Europe. You know, if you, if you look at the top 10 countries by gun ownership, it's the U.S., um, it's uh, uh, Switzerland, I think, um, number two. I think number three is Yemen. Um, and then a load of Europe comes up. Like, I think, like, France is quite high. Germany is quite high. Um, it's, not, it's not Belize, you know. I mean, it's not Argentina. Yeah. But they've got the high, high murder rates, right? So what, what? whilst there might be no correlation there between gun ownership and murder rate, if you look at it, if you want to compare countries, what people will then argue is yeah, but we're talking first world countries, you can't compare those places because they're not as well developed. Well, exactly. Countries that are less developed have higher crime rates and higher murder rates. And if you look at the Human Development Index, it has three main factors. I'm going on the right speech here for you. Um, but, but for a, a developed country, there's, there's three main factors. It's uh, your, the strength of your economy, so it's wealth, um, it's your average longevity, and it's your education level. Those three factors are what um, are used to determine um, the development index of a country. Um, now, the U.S. scores quite high in all of those, on average. On average, it's got a lot of wealth. On average, education is quite high. On average, their longevity is not great, but it's not too bad. Um, but if you, look at, if you look at the spread of figures it's a lot it, it tells a different story you've got pockets of the US that have very low levels of education very low levels of wealth and very low levels of, of longevity because they don't have access to a national healthcare system they don't have um, access to uh, uh, subsidized higher education right and of course the, their welfare programs are notoriously you know strict um, so whilst on average that might ma- if you look at averages it might a problem you have a lot of people that actually would score quite low on the human development index, and conversely, you get a lot of you get higher higher rates of crime. Right? I mean, as I as I said earlier, when if you if you if you take a demographic, a large demographic like port, you know, of your population, and you deny them civil rights for, you know, and you, and until the last fifty years, you, you're going to cause some social problems, right? I'm not, and I'm not yeah, saying it's. I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's. It's. It's all black people because it's not. I'm not saying it's only black people because it's not. Um, if you look at if you look at uh, white Americans, they have you know in isolation they have higher higher murder rates than the rest of you than, than, than Europe, for example, um, because their society, in my opinion, is flawed. They don't have access to the higher education necessarily. As easily, they don't have access to healthcare as easily. A lot of them do. Some of them don't. And that makes people desperate, and conversely, you get societal problems. It's not access okay. to guns. It's, it's, it's not access to guns, does it? It's a, it's a much bigger yeah. problem. It's the fact that you treat your people like shit, right? Shit. Yeah. Well, that's that's uh... <laughs> that, yeah. that that has correlation. If you look at look at all the countries around the world, if you if you try if you correlate, as I said, if you if you correlate gun ownership with murder rate, they don't. The, the top 10 countries by, by gun ownership do not correlate anywhere near the top 10 countries by murder rate. Yeah. But the, the, top, the top countries by development and the top countries by murder rate, that's much closer in correlation. So, I mean, it, oh, yeah. it's not about... And I think,
1: yeah, if you treat, treat people like shit, it's going to always have a direct uh, yeah. impact on crime rates. If people don't have opportunity... They get desperate. It's that simple. They find other ways to try and feed their families, make money, feed yep. their habits, whatever it may be. Yep. Um, so just finishing off on knife crime uh, yep. before we move on to our last uh, quick, last subject quickly. And then yep. I'll leave you go as we're getting a bit late now. Um, well, I, I'm all right. But if you need to get away, no problem. Yeah, no, no. Um, well, we got one, I think one left. So, uh, well, it's technically two because we didn't get into Boris and Donald Trump. But uh, we can if um, you want to. <laughs> okay, I'll see. I see how I feel. Okay. So, well, just finishing off on knife crime, what would you, if you were in charge, what would you do tomorrow to try and improve the situation
0: of knife crime? Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, Let me... I guess I'm on the spot It's difficult, difficult, isn't it? Well, it is if I haven't had a chance to think about it. Um, But Mm -hmm. uh, my my reflex response would be to cut back on austerity. Um, It won't have an immediate effect, right? I don't think there's anything we can do to have an immediate effect other than something uh, total... you know, like totalitarian or... um, you know, or or, uh, something completely unrealistic you know uh i suppose you could you could then you could you could send you could send armies of of police through the streets to to stop and search everyone but it's 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 not right it's not practical um so i would try to make people less desperate try to um improve social spending and when i say improve i don't mean just spend more money on people because you can't just throw money at problems right but i think address it properly you know um i think create opportunity for, for people, which the Tories have been terrible at, you know, not that I'm a Labour supporter or anything like that, because I'm not, um, but I think the current Tory administration, uh, you know, the current Tory party have been really, really bad for it, you know, um, yeah. you know, for, for, for the, the austerity has just, it's just been terrible. Oh, yeah. I would change that, try um, and make it less desperate. Yeah, and nice.
1: It's difficult, isn't it? It's... Uh... <clears throat> What do you do. It's not a quick fix, I think, is the main thing that people need yeah. to accept.
0: You need to improve think society. I mean, if you look at if you, you know, I mean, where, 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 where do you get low murder rates? Well, in the best societies in the world. Well, I mean, I guess by definition, almost. Right. But so you improve society. You can't stop people want, you know, you can't stop a criminal. If someone wants to kill someone, they're going to do it. Right. You could ban all that. You could ban guns. You could ban knives. You could you could you could ban everything. Right. I mean, you can go you can go on eBay tomorrow and buy a buy a recurve bow. Right. Um, you can go into um, uh, uh, B&Q and buy a hatchet. If you want to kill someone, you will kill them. Right. I've got, a, you know, I mean, it's a bit of a cliche. I've got a one ton lump of metal on my driveway capable of 120 miles an hour. I can kill someone. If I want to kill them. I just don't want to kill anyone right? I've got no reason to and my the society I live in is pretty good um, and I've got a lot to lose so I don't want to. I'm not a desperate person I've got a nice family I've got a nice job I like my life I don't want to spend the rest of it behind bars right so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go and kill anyone I don't I don't hate anyone else to want to go and kill them um, and I think that is the aim give people a reason to not want to do it in the first place so that's where I will go with it.
1: Yeah. Cool. Okay. So, uh, lastly, we've got subject uh, uh, pedophile hunter groups. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, just as a subject so, for, me, for me to discuss. Uh, just as a subject for us to discuss. So, what I would say with this is, number one, as I'm a father gonna
0: make, i'm going to make even less friends here i guess but okay yeah as a father i
1: couldn't do what they do because i think i don't think you know like when they do the sting part of the sort of what they do and they they film it and whatever and then they wait for the police to come i don't think i'd be able to sort of control myself in that situation, because I feel like I would be thinking of my own kids. Particularly, there was one recently on one of the groups, which is sort of kind of local to where I am. And they went and did a sort of sting on this guy who lives probably like 25 minutes up the road from where where I live. And that was a bit close to home for me. And I was like, I got, I got, I, I admire what the work they do. Or at least the ones that do it properly. You know, I'm sure there's a few cowboys out there, uh, in that they're trying to do it but don't do it correctly. There's but there's a few out there who do it correctly, they follow the law, they they you know, they they have they converse with the police and they they work in side by side with the police. And you know, by the police, don't have the funding to do what these groups are doing but equally they kind of, you know they're doing a good thing if that makes sense to me, but like the police going back to knife crime I think a huge problem uh, with knife crime, particularly in London but everywhere in the UK, is the amount of cuts that have been made to the police force, it's a huge huge, huge part of it
0: yeah, yeah, and and I, and I and I think you know probably something that that I I should have said, yeah, I mean in you know the the austerity has also affected as you absolutely said you're absolutely correct it's affected the the number of police, um and that's got to have had a, had an effect it must have done, you know I mean if it's less risk of you being investigated, I mean then there's more chance you know that people are going to be criminals, you know um if they think they get away with it it's you know I think that's, that's going to be part of it um. Right, so pedophile groups. Um, sorry, pedophile hunter groups. Um, yeah. Right, what, what's my thoughts? I get, right, okay. So the, the easy answer to win me lots of fans or to keep everyone happy is for me to say, yeah, love it. I hate pedophiles. Um, <laughs> yeah, hang them all, right? You know, I mean, but that's not really necessarily how I feel. Um, and I'll explain why. Um, and m- hear me out when I say because some stuff I'm gonna say might at first might sound a little bit mental cause I, cause I yeah. answer that. right um, I do think pedophiles should have rights um, what That think that's insane right okay um, let me tell you what I mean by that um, a, there's a difference between a pedophile and a child predator okay um, yeah. and, there's a, and a big difference um, a pedophile by definition is someone that's attracted to children okay and attraction is not a choice. Um, you, for example, um, you know, um, you, you've got kids, so you're heterosexual. I'm, I'm guessing. Um, I don't want to make any assumptions. Right. You couldn't choose to be attracted to another man. Right. That's not a choice. Yeah. Right. Um, it's not for me. And I'm not saying that um, I've got no judgments. Right. I couldn't choose to be attracted to a man. I don't find men attractive. Right. Um, nothing wrong if you do. Not a judgment. I can't help it. I can't help that I'm attracted to, to women. Right. Right. Um, some people are attracted to children and they can't help that and i think a lot of them probably would wish they weren't right um so i want to clarify something that just being attracted to children shouldn't be a reason to vilify someone right um it shouldn't be they shouldn't be ostracized just because of their attraction because they can't help who they're attracted to now that said if you act on it right that makes you a child predator and absolutely i've got no sympathy at all like I'm attracted, to, I'm attracted to women. It doesn't mean I have to go rape them, right? If yeah. attracted to children, it doesn't mean you have to go and rape them, right? So, um, whilst I think that paedophiles, by definition, simply those people that are attracted to children, they should have some rights, okay? Um, they they shouldn't have their houses burned down or they should be beaten in the streets if if they've, if they've done if they've act, if they've done nothing wrong, okay? But the people that act on it, the ones that download the pictures. You know, that, that go on these, on these chat rooms and try and pick up 13 year old kids. That's disgusting, absolutely disgusting, right? And they should absolutely face justice and probably stricter justice than they get, if I'm honest. I think that sentencing is a bit light um, and they should face some stiff penalties. Um, so I've got no sympathy at all for, for, for a, child, a child predator. Um, and these, these groups, as long as they're working with, within the law, I've got zero issue with it and, and I commend them, as long as they're doing it properly and, and within the law. If they take it outside the law and I have an issue with it. Because, not because I have any sympathy at all, because some guy wanted to nonce a kid and a load of blokes beat the shit out of him. <laughs> Who cares? Good, fuck him, right? But if they're doing it outside the law, then there's always a risk that they've been up an innocent guy and they got it wrong and they got their data wrong and they, and they messed up yeah. and they just, they just vigilanted an innocent guy, right? Um. That's where I would have an issue, right? If, if, if it's genuinely guys that are, that are preying on kids, I don't give a shit what happens to them. Well, I mean, I, I mean I, I, other than I want them to face justice, and if they get the shit beaten out along the way, right? Oh, well. But, one, if they've done nothing wrong, they, should be, they, they shouldn't be attacked. And, and two, if you are going to attack someone, can you guarantee it's the right person? Can you guarantee they've done what you think they've done? Um, if you long, work with the police, then that's great. And you, and if you can save the save the police the resources, I think that's amazing. Does that kind of give yeah
1: yeah? I think I, I I get what you mean. So do you think, or because I see sometimes when I watch, I don't watch them all the time, but sometimes I watch like the videos of these groups picking up people, um. On YouTube and stuff, and I uh, look in the comments, and sometimes you'll get people saying, "Oh well, he he never would have acted on it if you hadn't, if the decoy hadn't uh, messaged him."
0: Uh, um, nah. and I know even no, that because exactly. he, he would... like, like, I mean, I mean, because like people try and claim that's entrapment, right? But bullshit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the the the, the guy's a predator, right? I mean, if a th- you know, if a if a thirteen-year-old kid chats you up, you say no. Right, you say, Well, you know, you don't go, Well, you know, let's meet up. No, right? You know, no, no, no sympathy there at all,
1: right? And also, if you take it back to what you said about um, like not being able to help who you're attracted to, yeah. Okay, so say, like, with anyone, if they're in a relationship and they're attracted to women, say, if another woman contacts them and says, Oh, hi, blah blah blah. Let's meet up. You have the choice to say no, I'm married, or
0: yeah, 100%.
1: Absolutely, yep. And yeah. if that person then say, you know, if they, when it comes to the um, you know, when they say, oh, they're 13 or whatever, it's like, well, no, that's 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 where there's a difference. Because I, like, I've seen some people saying, "Oh, that's, they're not; act, they wouldn't have acted on it if you hadn't messaged them." And I say, "No, that I do think that's bullshit." Because if they weren't going to act on it, they wouldn't have acted on it. They exactly. would say, "No, thanks."
0: The fact, the fact that they that they've tried to is that, that that's too bad, right? That they, they they they've done it now, right? Yep, no guilty. Do them in, right? Well, I'm, I mean, no, have haven't faced justice rather, right? But yeah, if they, if they acted on it. Right. You know, I mean, whether it's a decoy, decoy or not, if a, de- a decoy contacts me and says, like, oh, you know, I, um, do you, do you want to meet up? I'm 13 years old. No, <laughs> I don't. <right? laughs> I mean, it's relatively simple. Right. If you say yes and you try and meet up with them, well, you should face justice. It might not have been a real 13 year old. And maybe, you know, you can argue that you wouldn't have acted on it. But too bad. You did. Right. So. At the end of that, yeah, uh, and I think the
1: other thing is as well. It's like, like to me, if like a thirteen-year-old message me, I don't think I'd respond. Yeah, because I would just be like, "No, this is not appropriate, like at all." Yeah, of course. Anyway, yeah, and it's like, like even just for me to reply and say, you know, whatever, like, no thanks, or you know, I'm too old for you, or you're too young. Whatever, I just wouldn't want to get into the like any interaction whatsoever. Yeah. Um. So I've got no sympathy for the you know for the people who claim that it's entrapment or it's you know
0: people. Yeah, I mean, like, like you've acted on it. I mean, I, I mean, you see that that show, um, you know, with Chris Hansen. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. and and. and I don't feel sorry for the guys, but it's almost always these guys come in and they were just lonely guys and they couldn't make friends and a 13-year-old was talking to them and so they got friendly and got chatting and they liked the attention, so they started chatting. Right, okay. Now, I'm not saying I agree. I can understand where you're coming from. I can understand you're a lonely guy, right, and you've got someone talking to you, but they're a 13-year-old child. You don't agree to go around there and fuck them, right? Yeah. and they that.
1: go into the fucking house as well. Yes. You know, they're not just like, and... messaging them. They go to the fucking house.
0: Yeah. I mean, at, at that stage, you, you've waived any sort of right to claim that, that you were set up, right? I mean, no, you're yeah, a yes. yeah deserve what you get. Yeah, that's my thought. Um, but uh, as I said, you know, you know, just, just to reiterate, um, I think that being attracted to children is something that people do suffer from um, legitimately without wanting to act on it. Um, and they should probably receive some sort of support, i think um and additionally, and i again want to reiterate as long as these groups are working within the law, then I think, yeah, crack on
1: indeed, so um just literally just before I closed off i um just as I was like about an hour before we started um I came across this thing on Facebook, so. It's um this is basically someone's put up these photographs of text messages. Um and it's this woman and uh, she says uh, hey Jenny, it's so and so's wife. We met at so and so's Kristen. Um and she says, Oh yeah, hi, I remember, how's you and your family? Oh good, and she says, Good, thank, fine, thank, thanks. I'm pregnant again. That's why I'm messaging you, and she says, Oh wow, blah blah blah, congratulations. And then she says, Oh, um, the reason I'm messaging you is because your dog is called, um, I forget what the name was now, I'm trying to be. Uh, your, your dog's called Tilly, but we want to call our baby Tilly. So can you change the dog's name? Yeah. Um, I And it's just like, so yeah. I wanted to finish on something fun and uh, like, a b- bit more comical. Would you change your pet's na- name if someone asked you to, so they could name their baby that?
0: <laughs> well okay right you know i, I saw i saw this well because i got i got, got tagged in it um well no i mean it's a short answer but again i think it's down to a, a thing about freedom right you know I I, I I saw the screenshots and this woman went absolutely mental that she refused to change her dog's name yes. yeah yeah she, she wanted to call her, her 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 newborn daughter tilly and she said you know but your dog's called tilly and i can't have my my daughter having the same name as your dog so can you change your dog's name Right. And she went, well, no. And then she lost her mind. Um, but they didn't even know each other. Right. I don't think. No, it I was mean, like acquaintances. Weren't yeah. it? But even if I did know, even if one of my close friends, like I've got a cat called Aries. So you're not going to call your kid Aries, I suppose. But let's say I had a, a cat called or a dog called Ben. I, well, I a kid I had a dog called Ben. So let's go with that. And someone says to me, right, I want to call my kid Ben, a friend of mine. If you said it to me. Well, OK, you call your dog Ben. As I said, I believe in freedom. Right. You can call your dog Ben. And I can, uh, you call your kid Ben. I can call my dog Ben, right? And they go, oh, no, but I don't want to do that. Well, then don't do it. Yeah, but I want you to do it. Well, you can't force me because I believe in freedom, right? And you can't force me to do anything. And I'm not changing my dog's name, right? You know. Well, I mean, it's up to you. So, if you want to, fine. If you don't want to, fine. But if you're going to get upset over it, well, you've got to respect that people have the the freedom to call their pets what they like, right? You know. Yeah, um, no. and goes when,
1: back to we what I said earlier about not forcing your thought. Like, it's okay to have your own opinion and you can think and say whatever you want. Yeah. As long as you're responsible for what you say and what you... Like, if you say something to someone, then own it. But you can't force people to think or say what you want them to. Yeah. And it's kind of like... Yeah, she did lose her mind. She started abusing her and calling her a selfish cow and all this...
0: Stuff. i mean that's a massive sense of entitlement right you know i mean yeah big time but okie dokie right was there anything else you want to cover with me
1: no 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 i think we'll uh, leave it there so um, thank you for coming on lee um, no worries I'll, tell, I'll, I'll, people I'll tell people where you, they man. can uh, tell, tell
0: I'll, people I'll... where they can find you on twitter sorry uh i'm, I'm very rarely, rarely on there but lee remedios really, really one word yeah i'm on twitter I'm not on very often, but if you if you tag me on it, I'll I'll respond. I expect at some point. Um, Also, I'm going to do the the uh, conspiracy theory stuff and a few other bit of topics. You are doing? But that's all right. Yeah, it's
1: good. No, it's um. Well, you can always you could you can join me and Reese for a show, can you? When uh, we come up with uh, some conspiracy theories and stuff, love them. I think. Well, the next one we're doing is MK Ultra, which is going to be quite a good one, I think. Okay. Cool. So uh guys, you can find us on youtube.com ace, po- slash ace podcast nation acepodcastnation, uh Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and other podcasting platforms, facebook.com slash ace nation and uh Twitter at cast underscore nation. I may break the show into two parts. I don't know yet, because this is a long monster one. But yeah. uh we'll see how it goes. And if uh over two hours isn't it yeah yeah it's like two hours 15 it's one of my my longest ever cool um, thank you Lee for joining me mate I appreciate it thank you for your time keep the uh, there thank you to everyone for watching and listening and uh, we'll see you next time Podcast Network.
0: 18 plus.